Hello everyone and welcome to the return of By The Numbers. Uh, this is like episode 89 of the second series. Uh, you can see that we've got to, some guests. Everyone always says, oh, why don't you get guests on the show? Why don't you get guests on the show? So we uh, were talking to uh, the boys from the uh, second best podcast in Counter-Strike. I'll accept it. Advantage. For well, now, listen, but I'll accept it. You have to actually do a fucking podcast. No, exactly. I, mean, That's, yeah, I have to accept it. Exactly, yeah. yeah. So uh, no, it's Davey, you. of course, and, and Semphis. And you're going to be like, well, where's Thorin? Well, he's just late. Um, so the mystery over whether he's at the major or not will have to wait just a little bit. <laughs> um, we'll, we'll talk We'll talk to him about it uh, when, he, when he finally gets here. But I thought we'd go live anyway and not keep the boys waiting around. So first things, how, how are you guys doing and what the fuck is going on with Pika's Advantage? Well, yeah, so I just, um, well, I'm doing well. Thanks for asking. Um, but yeah, we're just doing a, a I'm doing a full relaunch with it right now. I got tired of being a bad player and losing all the times no fun. So I decided to fully just, I'm just done with that. And I've done like a full brand relaunch and I'm making it like a, this full like content umbrella. It's not just going to be a podcast anymore. We have people making video content and we're going to have the podcast every week. And uh, it's going to be just like a whole thing now. And uh, I'm really looking forward to it. It's what I'm like really going all in on now. And what are you so yeah, someone I messaged you, like Corey. I'm just waiting for my contacts, so man. I'm I, I I literally just got fitted for it last a week and a half ago, and it didn't fit, so they have to send it back. And it's like it's so custom that it, you have to wait like one or two weeks for them to like remake it and then send it. Like it's not just like they just give you a new one, and it comes from the island near me. So I I'm literally just waiting for a call, and then like yeah, you once... keep forgetting that you you had your eyes like completely fixed, right? Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah, once the contact goes on, like, it should be, oh, well, then we'll see. Then I want to play some FPL and stuff and just see, you know, like, you know, did I suck because my eyes or do I just suck, <laughs> you know? So, <laughs> so, so that, that's a big question. So then, and then we'll see, because I, w- I was having, like, I've, I think Davey probably even remembers when yeah. I was complaining of, like, headaches and random shit, like, mm. and then, and I couldn't and he, see. And he would always be like, you, you guys can see him? How did you see him? Like, <laughs> he couldn't see, like, people. But then we would go over smokes and servers and stuff, and then I'd be like, I don't see that dot. Like I would say that a lot. Like I would be like, I don't, I don't see that lineup. Like I don't see that line. And they'd think I'm crazy or like lying or something. But I was like, I don't know. I just, I, I have to find my own lineup. Like I don't know what to say. So we'll see. Yeah, you but, got that Rick. You got that Ricky disease. Remember that fucking clip where you like couldn't see that guy like on his fucking screen. Uh, oh yeah. Like Warden yeah, had to fucking point it out for him. The old man. Um, so yeah, well, look, uh, I'm glad. Oh, I'm and glad Vanilla WoW is coming, so you know. <laughs> oh, yeah, well, that's that. Then you're not even going to be playing fucking Counter Strike, right? Yeah. Although, I think I think everyone's going to fucking realize that nostalgia ain't what it used to be. I never touched I mean. WoW, I never even touched it, so it's yeah, not same. even going to be Well, a I, for I me. tapped out at like level 20 or something. I couldn't stand all the fucking virgins, that, like, all the turbo virgins, <laughs> like saying, hey, the game, the game doesn't even start to level 60. Oh, this is a shit game that I'm out, peace. <laughs> like, fuck this. You know they, I mean? are, they are kind but, of um, right, if, uh, like, unless you like level eight, Oh, sure, of. sure. But, uh, sure. I, I, I played I mean, it back I, then, I know that, right? I just can't be asked. like, you know. Yeah, I can't like, be fucking... I'm the same. It is I'm a grind. Same if, if you don't like grinding, you don't... You should not play. <laughs> like, I can't be bothered playing for 20 hours before I actually get to start playing. Like, I just can't be fucking bothered with that. Yeah, or even exactly. more. I don't, I don't know how many hours, but too many for nah, me. Way, way more than 20, brother. Okay, like, way more. 20, okay, I'd, have, I'd have powered through. You're, talk, you're probably talking like 200, like, or something. Like, now so. I can finally play the game. So. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, now the game has started. And and I've actually slept. So I'm behind everyone else. <laughs> All the Well, actually, fucking... 
if you it's really care about your time and money, you can just pay Chinese people to level your yes, character yeah. for you. Yeah, no, I I, I, so I remember you, about this. You just get a you just get to be maxed. So look, we'll uh, we'll we'll get in the show just before that, right? I hope this doesn't conflict with any sponsors you have. Oh, don't you worry, we have no sponsors. Excellent, excellent. <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> so you look, have uh, nothing show... to worry about. It is actually works out well for not being here, honestly, because uh, we're sponsored by. <laughs> uh, you know, I love them. They've been great to me. Um, you know, despite all of the, uh, you know, like it, it, it was a big leap of faith for me to kind of go over and, and uh, you know, basically endorse and work with the gambling side. But they showed me everything they were doing, showed me how legit they were, and how they had the licenses, and how it was super hard to get around and everything. And since then, they've like supported all of the content we've done, enabled me to pay Sam a salary, enabled me to pay for like video editors and all of that stuff, so the level of content gets better. So been a great uh, sponsor to us but um duncan obviously comes on this show which is sponsored by them and uh they ha he had a twitter spat with one of the guys yeah well thorin's announced he's going to be doing a sponsor with um i can't remember the name of the company now but like another like, like i don't know if it's a betting site or something Ooh, um, or a case or skins yeah yeah right but then um one of the guys that just replied and said wouldn't you rather work with us like we'd love to get you on board as official sponsor and uh, Duncan just went, well, every time you fucking brought that up, you guys wasted my motherfucking time. <laughs> so stick it up your ass. I'm like, Duncan, man. So I have to do a plug. I have to do a my plug. My face is literally next to a <laughs> logo every time yeah, you do this show. I know. I know. So you're like, losing just... anyway. <laughs> yeah, I have... So I have to do a plug, mate. Like every time we're doing the show, I have to do a plug. <laughs> You've gone and fucking said that. This is what I mean about Duncan. People don't. People think that like, oh yeah, those two are fucking thick as thieves. Guys, right? You understand? He is his own man. He is very much. He, the, nobody controls Duncan. He is an outrageous force of nature, and uh, we we just align more often than we don't. That's that's the relationship. So anyway, shout out to. Don't listen to what Duncan says. They're great. Anyway, let's uh, let's do the news. Uh, some stories that I love. I'm glad you're here for. Actually, I always like to get uh, you know pro thought pros, uh, processes about some of these roster moves that are going on. So uh, Luminosity announced that they're benching um, Henny or N1, however the fuck you want to say it. Um, this comes after his twin Lucas obviously left to be a stand-in for MIBR came out a little bit of left field because I think a lot of people felt that this is a guy that's sort of integral to the lineup that they've got. You know, it's a very good lineup on paper. It's really underperformed, in my opinion, for what it is. You know, you've mm -hmm. got Steele, Bolts, Phelps, Henny, and of course you had Lucas, but there was a guy, um, the guy Neckers is in there as well. So, you know, these are all very accomplished Brazilian players. You know, sure, they've, they've played in that uh, at various stages, you know, played in those top Brazilian teams, but never quite delivered on an individual basis or never been part of the truly great brazilian teams but all very good and then it just comes boom we're, we're just going to bench him actually and not only that he's we're open to selling him interested parties should get in touch with us so seems a bit strange to me I, I i don't know if it's a personality thing or a performance thing i don't know if you guys have been in scrims and been playing against him lately or anything like that and obviously Corey. You've been uh, recovering, so probably doesn't apply to you. But I was very surprised. I, I got to be honest. I, I I think there's still a place for him in this team, and I think he's still a decent player. Well, do we do we do we know who's replacing him, or like who's the like in theory replacement? Because you know, I don't 
I know that Kanji's linked to MIBR, but you know, if they could get someone like him, then I'd be like, okay, that makes sense. You know, like I think Kanji's probably better than Henny. But yeah, sure. But just removing him for with no replacement, I don't feel like there's a lot of offers for him to choose from. Like it, it does seem like a weird move. I know that when he when they first came over and they were like that original um, immortals that used to you know. You can ask Davey, these guys were maniacs. Like, Henny would just fly oh, yeah. out mid on train and just, like, get the quickest op 3K you've ever seen in your life. If he dies, they like, just running through smokes and stuff. But it feel like they play safer now. Like, like everything got toned down a bit, and maybe that's why they didn't... Maybe that's why they're replacing him. Just that play style isn't what they want. I don't know. I would assume, based on the suddenness of it, and like you said, it came out of left field. Like this wasn't like a developing thing. It just sort of happened based on that and knowing the personalities in the team and the fact that Lucas has gone to MIBR now, I would say something happened within the team on a, on a personal, like on a yeah. player to player level. I think, I think probably somebody blew up. That's what I think happened. And they had some sort of still good. Yeah. Like, I think, I think, yeah. I don't think this was like, uh, Oh, we're going to, he's not playing well. We're going to try to get somebody better. I don't think it was anything like that. I think this was a personality thing. Something went down. That's what, if, if I was guessing, that's what I put my money. Like if I was betting, that's what I put my money on that. Some, something went down within that team. I don't know if it went, once his brother left, he started to get uncomfortable. Maybe like he didn't like, maybe, you know, like if, if like, if you're one of them, right. And you're having arguments with your teammates all the time and you know, one guy always, no matter what, will have your back in the argument. You know what I mean? Like that, that's oh, a totally different dynamic. dynamic it's right? a totally different dynamic now. Right. And I, I don't know enough about them personally um, to know like exactly what would have went down. Like I can't speculate, but, but if, if I was guessing, that's what I would say that, that something happened within, within the team, some sort of personality, some conflict. Well, I never, I, I never understood what happened when the brothers split up anyway, because I thought that, you know, I know in interviews that always said, oh, it's just a coincidence we always play with each other. We're actually open to playing a part. Okay. But, you know, yeah, yeah, I don't fucking buy that for a second. Um, and I'm, I'm, I'm wondering if, you know, because it's so weird because the KNG thing's been all but announced, right? Like, I would immediately have said, I mean, I even said it at the time that Henny will probably follow Lucas over to MIBR. Um, but that doesn't make any sense now. Not with the no. KNG move on the paper. So Henny's in this position where he could like totally slip through the fucking cracks. Like, he can just end up one of these, you know, Brazilian players. That, well, kind of, he'll occupy the void that KNG was in for so long. Well, if KNG leaves, if KNG leaves and goes to MIBR, that opens up a spot on INTZ, right? Yeah, but I mean, do you, they did do you just get it? relegated, though. I think, didn't yeah. they? Yeah. Yeah. So. Yeah, yeah I don't know. It, it, it's 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 a strange one for for sure, and um, I can't think of any anyone that's gonna pay big money as well, because like you say, we're talking about Brazilian teams here, and we also know that famously their buyout fucking clauses are ridiculous. So. Yeah. No, I don't think any NA team right now is gonna have the money to pay for him. The, and I can't speak think English of a lineup either. he would not. Yeah, I was gonna say his English isn't uh, great. Let's say so. I can't think of an NA lineup, you know, like with English-speaking players that are gonna be able to fit him in. So very bizarre, like for, for me. And I, I think it's a waste of a fucking good talent, honestly. Um, so I, it must be a personality. Like there must well, be an when, argument. Yeah, or almost a hundred percent. Like I can't. There's no. This wasn't a like a, a performance-based move for sure. There's just no way. This is definitely a personality-based move. Mm. They must have so, had some form of conflict. 
So there was another strange one as well. Um, heroic. I don't know if you guys uh, were keeping up with this one as well. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, basically, they brought in uh, Nato Safix, um, who is an AWPA by trade. They brought him into the team and told him, you won't be doing that no more, brother. Like, <laughs> no chance. Uh, we're going to let um, Esatag do that. You're going to basically play all these like weird bitch roles that you're not used to, and you'll be rifling for most of them. Uh, and it turned out Heroic had been playing pretty fucking well, actually. We were just talking about him on the last episode of the show. Like, they've had some pretty good finishes, took some big scalps. Um, you know, they, they had top eight finish at uh, ESL 1 Cologne, ESL Pro League Finals. Uh, so they've been doing, you know, pretty well. They've, they've come a long, a long way from where they were when it, they were just like the forgotten team for like, not even washed up Danes. Like just, it was Freiburg and just a bunch of Danes that people hadn't really heard of. Uh, but now they're a solid fucking team. And I, I was just sort of aghast because this is sort of like what has happened to to, to a lesser extent, Dennis and Sprout as well. You know, you get offered this great opportunity. You have to massively compromise your own game, massively compromise your play style to fit in with the team. You, you're winning. It's going well. It makes no sense to sort of cut you. But that's what happens. And um, they've just announced today they're bringing in uh, Borup, which we can talk about in a second. But Yeah, just, I've heard about yeah, that Borup guy before. Yeah, same. But so, so just first of all, I mean, I, I got to say, I... Nato Safix wasn't great, but he was doing his job within the team, and her, and it was working. So I am I, I feel genuinely sorry for the dude. What do you guys think? Well, the thing is, and a lot of times we're teams too. Like if you're a team like Heroic, and let's say the players there, you know, they have from from an outside point of view, right? If you're somebody watching them and you think, oh, they're doing better than they were before, like now that they look like they're doing pretty good. From the way I see it, is that they, they look like they're doing better. From inside the team they might have originally made that move thinking it was going to take them to a whole nother level. And now if they've just improved slightly, they think from their point of view, this hasn't worked, mm -hmm. right? Because if, if, you, if you think that you're making a move to take you up to here, and then the move only takes you to here, then it hasn't worked. So then you want to change something to take you to there again. So even though it looks like they might be improving, they might not have been improving as much as they wanted to. And so from inside a team, everything sort of, it feels a little bit different because it doesn't matter if you've improved a little bit. If you don't achieve the goals that you've set for yourself, then you, then, you, then you haven't improved enough. And then something needs to change again, whether it's a roster change, whether it's a role change, whatever, you know, they're the ones who have to make that decision. But I agree with you. I, I thought it looked like they were actually playing pretty well and they had some decent upset potential. But um, yeah, I guess for whatever reason, they decided that making this move would give them a better chance of going to the next level. Mm. Uh, Corey, some thoughts, because I think you were in a similar position to this, right? When I remember us talking about uh, a similar topic when I interviewed you for the uh, Deserto show. Oh, uh, what are you referring to? Like, the uh, like basically having us kind of like swap roles around to accommodate. The oh, team. yeah. And well, yeah. that's what I, yeah, what I was going to say is basically like you don't it's hard to say why you randomly play someone if you're doing decent or well without knowing the attitude of the player, because if you take a if you take a player that's skilled and you put him in like kind of the bitch roles, like you said, mm -hmm. he might do it. He might do well, but he might not be happy and it can, mm -hmm. and he could be whining or um, just not as motivated as maybe the teammates want or, you know, willing to be practicing, you know, longer hours and stuff just because he feels like he should 
have a better role. And that happens a lot with younger players. Like I've played with some that it's like, everyone knows you, you can't set everyone up for success, right? Like you can't have all five of your players just being like the stars. So, um, you know, you have to have someone do it, but a lot of times if it's not their choice, they're unhappy. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Like, I don't know enough about it, but it seemed to be a very like calm team. You know, there was never any drama coming out. Right. I mean, you, you know, there's always a little bit more drama going on in those Danish teams than they let on. They're very good at poker facing it. I'll just yeah. say that they're, they have a very yeah. good poker face. They, uh, they, they, they never, they always look like they're all real common. There's nothing bad going on, but there's a lot more drama going on in those teams. than, than, than And then than anytime you pick out. up an, anytime you pick up an opper and he doesn't op, he wants to op. I promise. Sure. Like, yeah, of course, like yeah. he, he, in the, whether he agreed to join, to be a rifler or not, in the back of his head, he's thinking, I can do a better job than him. I'm a better opper than him. I was better as an opper. It happens every time, <laughs> every single time. Well, I don't understand why they why they do this as well. It's it's like it's really bizarre. It doesn't really happen in many other sports where you pick up a player that has like a designated role and, and is known for one thing in particular, and then you try and completely repurpose them. You know, th there's very few examples of it working too, you know, in, in soccer the famous one probably i would say is thierry Henry. started out as a winger at juventus uh arsene wenger signed him for arsenal said i think this guy can be a striker went on to be their like goal scoring you know record holder so you know it can work right if you've got the magic eye but i don't think anyone in cs really has that level of you know attention and it just seems strange to bring an opera in in the first place and then kind of when it's working you then well no we can actually do better than this we can actually have an upgrade it's yeah it's like, like deeply even, unfair. even if you look at simple for an example the like teams have forced him to rifle in the past and he's insane he's like literally the best rifler and statistically the best one on his team but he still wants to opt you know like he's it's he still wants to do it like regardless of anything so yeah so it's what hard about to this get up, uh, kid then i mean another another 19 year old uh, it's incredible because he's 19, but he looks like how 19-year-olds looked when I was 19, right? Like, he's got the backward baseball cap in his picture and, like, the, yeah, cowabunga dude kind of fucking haircut. So, um, you know, but but in another young Danish kid that a lot of people have been talking about and saying is a real prospect in the scene. Uh, obviously, Mertz has been moved to inactive in all of this as well. Um, and I, I thought he was, like you know, potential, like had, had some potential. Uh, but yeah, a lot of people have been talking about Borup uh, as uh, being another, you know, potential Danish star, right? I mean, is that a little bit overhyped or? I don't know. This has been going on with him for a little while. Like people have suggested, um, have suggested him to me probably two years ago, I would say at this point, like the, uh, the last time I was on Splice with Corey, when we were looking at players, his name had got brought up. And uh, I'd watched some of his demos, and he seemed he seemed really raw at the time. It's been almost two years since then, I think. So it's been it's been a little while. But um, you could tell he had skill, but he he, he seemed to be um, he seemed you, could, you he seemed like uh, he wasn't really either his team wasn't communicating well or he wasn't taking in comms well. Like you could see, like his spacing was off on things, and his trade timings were a little weird. But his like his mechanics were really good. So if he's worked on that, he, he could be pretty good. It's hard to know because Mertz seemed like he was going to be insane 
Like I'm t- like everyone all around the like yeah, like when when Mertz was on North Academy, he was like as as far as in the CS scene goes, everybody was like everybody was trying to sign him as their opera because operas were operas are always in high demand to have a good opera. And he was like, yo, he's gonna be the next guy. Like he is gonna be the next guy. And it just never materialized. So it's hard to know. It's really it comes down to the player's attitude more than anything. Yeah, yeah I, I think, think both, when, I think both sorry, go on, Car. When we were on um Splice, we tried to get him a couple times, multiple different occasions, but he would always like show mild interest and then just start ignoring us. And I think one of the reasons, Mertz, right? Not boring. Yeah, Mertz. Yeah, yeah. Mertz. Uh, but I think one of the reasons was since he was on North Academy, I think North had uh, gave him um, that hope slash promise that he was going to be the next opper for their team if they underperformed, which they were doing. So I think he always like, well, naturally, I would want to do it too. I would rather play on the second best Danish team that moved to North America, whether, you know what I mean? So I understand why he wanted to do it, but I think he held out too long, hoping for like waiting for that role. And uh, eventually he got on, but like he got replaced pretty quickly. Right. Mm. Well, North had taken such a nosedive at that point that you get thrown yeah. in there and it's like, okay, ho- save us. <laughs> but, so he, well, I so wasn't he, really ready for this. So he waited with the promise, but I think he, he ended up waiting a long time. And it's like, it's kind of that situation that happens with like some um, lower level players where it's like, they kind of needed that seat, that one or two seasons of like premier before they go into pro league, you know, like they kind of need a little bit more development and then they just get thrown into a good team. And they just like, um, it's just such a, big difference playing like i don't think people realize what a difference is playing on a team like liquid is versus playing on like a bottom level pro league team you know like it's gonna be way different and you're gonna be under a lot more pressure and you go to a ton more tournaments and it can be a lot for like an inexperienced player so Mm -hmm. um i'm not sure why he didn't progress more though but i always thought he was talented like just watching him well, I mean, the good news is, I mean, because he's still contracted there, if there is another shakeup, you know, because what's interesting is, like, Heroic, they, they've got some, like, real good young talent there, you know, with Blame F and Stown. Now they're bringing Borup in. They still got Mertz on the bench. You, you know, this is, like, there's a lot of potential there, and it's kind of like Freiburg's, you know, the old man, right, of the uh, of, of the team. Everyone else is, like, I think, like, 22 or younger um and and in some cases very young because you know like i say i think uh uh, stown is still only 17 which is crazy Uh, and he's getting better all the time Uh, Uh, i think i think it's good to have an older guy on the team though like like one or two i I think i think it really helps calm people especially someone that's been to majors won majors you know been in so many finals whether people think freiburg has been um is like bad or washed up is kind of irrelevant i think you, you you know, you, you definitely need, you can't have five 17 year olds on a team. I don't think it's, it's, it's really hard for that to work. Well, for any long, long consistency, like for, yeah, like you yeah. might have like moments, but you're not the, without, without that, ex, like the people un- undervalue the experience and like the effect that like a player of that, of that, uh, that his like that historic value can actually have on the younger players. Uh, he's actually low key been playing pretty well in, in like the, yeah he, he's had some like good series uh and roll back the years a little bit i mean you know he was very good against um uh vitality uh, you know uh when they played uh so it's it, it's interesting I, I i'm not saying he's gonna sustain that but it, it's very different to say well we we keep him on the team because he's the veteran and and the young guy's gonna do all the heavy lifting 
And all of a sudden now Freiburg's kind of like having a bit of a renaissance and actually doing some heavy lifting himself. This is why I've been saying I think heroic oh. are low key. The man. Actual... Man, fuck y'all. <laughs> I mean, apologies for being late, you know. No, no, no. It's all right. Yeah, all what's right. up? Everything okay? Yeah, it's fine. We're just talking about uh, heroic. You've joined at the right time. All right. Talking about heroic. No, it's hilarious, actually. Nice. I've got some context for you on that. So oh, yeah, I actually literally it, on the last episode of Counterpoints, which is only like a week ago, had that Nalo mm. Suffix guy on. And then the whole episode, right? He's just talking about like support players and how he's transitioned from Orpin and he's given up all these roles, you know, and how oh, he thinks dear. the team's going really well. And what's great is in the interview, he sounds like a great guy. Like it was obviously now it's even more hilarious that like they were just the whole time like, yeah, oh yeah, you're doing support roles and that. Yeah, you're doing a really good job right now. Right? He just needs to borrow the op for me. Like, get this guy the fuck out of here. Get Daps him. Daps this motherfucker immediately. <laughs> yeah, Daps I'm, calling, motherfucker like, I'm calling for Daps rendition. They just come in and like, <laughs> like bag him up instantly. He's just gone now. He's going to be on cloud nine by the morning. Do you need us to do anything, Sam, for the, no, no, for the cameras? Yeah, no worries. Uh, well, look, we can we can move on to a topic now that's going to be of great interest to everybody, and especially Duncan because it's <laughs> it a go. topic about himself. Um, so the the major talent announcement was oh. made. Oh right, I see. Yeah, yeah, and the thing is, I think um, it's caused a lot of consternation because you know you weren't on uh -huh. it. Tough choices we... had to be made, right? Yeah, yeah. Well, so my understanding, I don't. Can we talk about this? It's not going to fuck anything up if we talk about this, right? What do you mean? Well, like, can we talk about whether or not you're there? Don't yeah, because I mean, any. I mean, officially, I'm not there, so so no problem, right? Y yeah, but like, this is what I'm. That's what I'm talking about. That <laughs> what, do you, what do you mean? Because <laughs> well, because you, you you are you not doing something? <laughs> not, not doing the major, I'm I? So no problem. Don't worry about it. <laughs> At least I'm officially not doing the major. So yeah, well, uh, well, see, this is what I was talking about. I don't wanna, I don't want to say anything. Because I don't want to spoil it. Yeah, so let's just see what's hap see what happens. Yeah. All right, all right. You know Are you Here's going the to the fucking major or are you not going to the fucking Listen, major? Listen, if you understand base level quantum mechanics, then the universe <laughs> exists in a super flux state in which yeah, actually course, technically, yeah, yeah. like I was once told by my physics teacher, it's actually technically possible that randomly your atoms could just rearrange when you're on one side of a door and make you appear on the other side of the door. Now, he also was a daft cunt who probably had no successful women and watched a lot of Star Trek. So I'm not sure how much of that actually came from his physics degree or just his own like withering social life, but technically it's true. So for all I know, in one universe, Davey, I do end up working at the major. In another universe, I don't end up working at the major. I can't tell you which one's going to be it because for all I know, Nelson Mandela did die in that universe. <laughs> all right. Paul McCartney. I mean, he is actually dead you now. You got to go with Paul Is he actually dead now? <laughs> he's dead. He's definitely yeah, dead. Yeah, now right. now yeah. Nelson Mandela is dead. Yeah, yeah. Wait a minute. He's dead yeah. now? The <laughs> effect goes deeper. <laughs> I don't know. Full butterfly effect shit. Well, all right. Well, I just I just won't talk about it. But yeah, obviously. you guys can oh. just talk about the stuff. All right. How about we yeah, just yeah. talk about who is who is officially announced? Then that's true. Yeah, yeah. Go on then. Let's do the. Let's. We never. We never really talk about talent. I fucking hate talent announcements with a passion. By the I way. just hate talent. You know. And on a side, <laughs> this is this is like the big. This is actually just a big one for me personally when I'm looking at it. Is yeah. Sadokist isn't commentating. And he's on the desk. Yeah. The desk host now. That's well, a big move. Like, so, so again, as I said uh, on the last episode, like, you know, I won't get into any of the stuff, um, you know, about him splitting away from, from Henry and, and everything. Like, you know, I don't want anyone distracted. I don't think like, you even need to, to Richard. Like, here's the thing. No. All, all that needs to be said about that, basically, in terms of like the overall initial topic that like, you're addressing is 
It's like, it's, I'll, I'll give you the best example. You know when people get really upset when a band that they really like splits up, right? And then all yeah. they do for every year from then on is just keep asking them constantly in interviews, like, when are you getting back together, though? When are you going to get back together? It's like, that's just a period of my life, mate. Like, I was in a band once for 20 years. Like, you know, that's a pretty fucking long time to spend on a project with anyone. Like, if you oh, never yeah. get in a band with someone you spent 20 years, I think you've already done your fucking innings with them. So with commentators, think about it, right? Those two commentators came up together. It's not like they were already at the top. Like, here's the thing. When Anders and Moses, uh, when, yeah, when Anders and Moses get together, they could go for 10 years now. They chose to be a duo afterwards. The others, like, it's like, you know, half the success came halfway through the period they were together. So to me, it's just logical. Relationships run their course, right? Yeah. Yeah, well, I mean, you know, potentially. I think that's I, 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 yeah. So, so like, we'll, we'll, we'll talk about it, like, once the mage is over, probably. But but this is, I, I suppose that is the, the interesting point, Davey, that um, I think for a while, Matt has wanted to be doing desk hosting work. I kind of, I kind of hmm. think he's one of those guys who, like, when he gets, when he gets to the top of, of something, like, he wants to set himself a new challenge. I can kind of identify with that. You know, I've done, like, many roles in esports myself. You want to you want to constantly like find something new so you feel like it's interesting for you not just doing the same thing and i've said it many times like um being a desk host it, it's actually not as fucking cool as you think it would be i mean <laughs> bad news sadakista tune out to this part mate it's yeah brilliant. yeah the definitely first, the first part is brilliant <laughs> yeah um, you're like someone cause... going to like a fucking like when they just had the kid and you're like ah oh, first three years are a nightmare mate you're gonna have no money sleep sure he's done it no, but I mean, like, it'll, it, it, look, you can do any old fucking shit, and for the first six months, it'll be interesting. That's just human nature. Like, when the curiosity's there and you're learning, it's interesting. But, you know, I, I hit a plateau in, in hosting where it was like, you know, I consider myself to be a guy with a personality, but but what you have to do when you're a desk host is basically package that away and um, just ask the right questions to, and, and time management basically is what you're doing. You know, you want everyone on the desk to shine. You want everyone to have the same amount of time to speak. And this is the type of thing you become focused on. And then obviously as well, you have to take a more active role in the production meetings beforehand because you're doing the throws, you're doing the tosses. Your analysts can fucking sit there, you know, messing around. It doesn't really matter. The camera's not even going to be on them. They can be laughing while you're trying to do a fucking toss, you know, to a commercial or a and plug. Or, yeah, and, and often are, exactly. So so it, it, the, the discipline is, is completely, uh, you know, different. And that's, you know, what I found out. And it was like back when I was doing analyst roles, the only thing that was unenjoyable about doing that for me uh, was just constantly being told to kill myself by the community that I've served diligently for fucking 15 years uh, because you don't even play. You, you are know, the sad thing. Having, you having, can't analyze game. Kill having yourself. Having people like so that, that in the fun. community is basically just like, it's like you've externally outsourced having like schizophrenic fucking voices in your head just telling you to kill yourself. Like, so brilliant. Why have, I, why have I actually outsourced this program now? So now I've just got a group of people coming and it, and it is real. You know, the voices, at least you can go, they're not real. I, I, I said like, it. Uh, no, I really said don't it want to kill yourself. <laughs> I've said it before. The episode will just get like mad dark for a second, right, guys? But uh, but but the 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 worst time, the worst time, right? And again, yeah, so this is this is this is when I absolutely can fucking stop. Because unfortunately, you're you're when someone else, me, is, when someone else is telling you about how horrible they're like, funny in it. It's not your. Oh life. yeah, yeah. You're not them. Yeah, so I know. Yeah. Keep going. I want it to get really dark. Yeah, no, no. I'm not to laugh, but I keep going. Uh, anyway, I looked down at the pistol. I looked down at the pistol. I said it. <laughs> which which one of us is making out this room tonight? The Jeep Trinity Spring Masters too. <laughs> yeah. So um so so what happened was 
Uh, basically, so so my my best friend committed suicide while I was at an event, oh, that's a bit and it was it was the week it was like a few days or the week before uh, I had to go um, I had to go to Cologne, so I I basically flew from his fucking funeral right to do Cologne, and I'm <coughs> sat there, uh, and I think I even had the jacket on that I'd wore for one of the things. Oh, is this the one that Nip won the 2014 one? Yeah, the 2014, yes. right? And I so I still had the like you know they give you those um fucking memorial you know cards yeah, with all like the prize oh, yeah the with all the like all the yeah, yeah all the hymns and everything you know abide abide with me and all that shit uh and um that was still in my inner pocket i completely forgot and i'm looking at twitch chat right while i'm doing this thing and it's like everybody everybody said everyone said like oh you know richie like don't come dude and i'm like how can i say no to a fucking major yeah. like you know when am i i might never get another chance at this i might never get another shot so even though i felt like ass I thought I'll go and do it, but they put me in an analysis role and not a host role. So I'm just sat there looking at Twitch chat, right, between takes of the game, and it's like, why doesn't that fat bald fucking cunt kill himself? And it's like, uh, <coughs> so I'm 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 in the right headspace for this job, and it was it was <laughs> it was just fucking thousands of comments like that. I mean, literally thousands. Um, and you just sat there like, and then it, and then it goes live again, and I'm sat next to Top Gun the australian dude um and he's like barely interested in it at all like so i'm having to like work extra hard because you know he, he was playing at the fucking tournament and well, they just brought him on leave us that alone uh so anyway um so you know he i'm like having to work extra hard and everything i'm, I'm saying all the questions i'm asking they're designed to get a pro perspective and then people are going what a fucking stupid question will he just hurry up and kill himself I'm like fucking hell can we dial it down? Can we? Can I not? Can I be allowed to live and just not do the show? <laughs> like, is that all right? Can I just can live we, in can suffering? Can we do that? And anguish yeah. Can I just live? Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Can I just? Can I get a execution not... in some sort of life sentence, please? Yeah. Can I just not be on air? Is that all right? Like, is that okay? So, what do you guys uh, think the average ages of the people telling you to kill themselves? You think it's like twelve-year-olds, or you think it's like twenty-five-year-olds? I don't even know where the line is anymore, brother, because. Um, you know, I used to think it was just silly little kids, but then it's like some of the people I've seen like getting so yeah. fucking militant over esports. It's like they're in their motherfucking thirties. No, that's the problem. They're, they're behaving like that. The problem shit. is, Memphis, like everyone always does say that if they're like they don't know that they've never experienced it, they're always like, ah, oh, probably just a twelve-year-old kid doing it. But like the sad thing is, in the era of like Twitter, no, it's not. They're not all egg accounts. Sometimes it'll be a person. What's mad is sometimes it'll be a person. They have like their real name and their fucking picture. No, on, on Twitter, have, like, real, I think yeah. they're. I think they're older most of the yeah, time. Yeah, dude, dude, I think a lot of them, like, like, like you can get people who are 25, I'll tell you that. I assume, you know, they might just have a bad day or something, or they just don't, they haven't thought it through or whatever, but it's pretty mad. Like, it's not even just trolls doing it anymore. No, I know. Oh, no, I know. The, the best thing is when they've got, it's a picture of them with, like, their kids. And it's like, <laughs> you bred. You bred in your behavior. Like, no, it's like that like, joke I made, wasn't it? You kill yourself, end your life. And he's my little baby boy. Yeah. Like, like, like how the exactly, fuck yeah. how the fuck does that yeah. work it's well it's like if you ever go on hltv.org and you read like the match comments from any match where like a team has a lead and then loses there's always people like most obvious throw i've ever seen it's so obvious that they're oh, like yeah. betting on themselves and i'm like you really think this you really think that like liquid decided to fucking <laughs> lose to a lower tier team for like a grand <laughs> like 
It's the problem just... is though, like, mate, I, I, even though I agree it's not as bad in certain traditional sports because they're not they're not using Twitter as actively, you know, so they're not reading this shit. Like they're just going through the mainstream approach. Like, to be fair, if you ever see just normal sports culture, but online, oh, it's unreal, like, mate. The, like the best ever is MMA because I actually that's like a field I've at least yeah. like followed for quite a while. You know, if you ever see the casual fans of MMA, mate, they drive you up the wall. It's that asshole down the pub, like the one who's just going like, "This guy's a fucking pussy. Look at him getting knocked out." Like, yeah, listen, bro, you gotta believe it. I, I've got heart. Like, I just. Wouldn't go down like that. Like, I'm not a fucking bitch. It's like, what are you talking about? Just being cracked in the jaw by like, one of the best strikers in the world. Like, they're making like some movie shit in their head, aren't they? Like, the way, yeah. their takes are just so bad. It's like, no. I don't even think that's an hour. They're trying to be assholes. That's just how they see the world, I think. No, well, it's totally ridiculous. I've been watching MMA Jens Pulver uh, the other day, and uh, <laughs> he was he was um, telling me about that. And it's like, you know, when he, when he got beat by um, DJ uh, on. All right, Joe Lozon, uh, yeah. Oh, he got wrecked in yeah. that one. Very famous one. It was very bloody. Yeah, yeah, he, he got wrecked. He got wrecked because Joe Lozon had come out of um, uh, tough, right? He come out of the ultimate I fight, think so, I yeah. think. Uh, well, anyway, you know, and he said, like, I, he trained like a motherfucker for that. Like, he's like, he trained for like four months and it's like, everyone's calling him a fucking bitch, pussy, the crowd's booing him. <laughs> so reasonable, isn't it? Yeah, and you've just got to stand there and like suck it up. And, and, and sometimes, right? Like, obviously, we're losers. They don't necessarily interview you unless you're a big personality or you might be dangling retirement, right? So you don't even get to say anything to the crowd. Boom, boom, you fucking suck. It's like, he's like, the amount of hard work you put in to win a fight is insane. And, and anything can happen in the cage and get knocked out with the first punch. He, he specifically they, uh, was referencing Jose Aldo. Uh, they have like increased the drug testing in MMA like a lot, right? Like, the, like <laughs> yeah, and then fucking Brock Lesnar and John Jones are just gonna yeah. fucking fight. Like, just the juice. Yeah, okay, yeah. The juice is. Oh, the thing is, I want to see Richard. Where's Where's Sanford's going with the drug testing angle here? Yeah, yeah obviously he that, he obviously was a, a very militant proponent of a drug testing in CSQ. Actually, if you want to know, I'm I'm either a fan of like testing for everything or having no tests, like uh, one of the two. But uh, and I'm I'm not really opposed to either. Like I, I would totally watch MMA if they're just juiced to the fucking gills of smashing each other. That basically face. is they are. Brock Lesnar definitely is. He no. fails every time. Him and John Jones, they're just pissing into stuff. Yeah. You know, we uh, have he took his oh, you got some residual metabolites juice. in his blood from two yeah. years ago. Apparently, it's not possible. Yeah, exactly. That's fine. Yeah. No, the thing <laughs> is, Sanfis, that, is that is what the Japanese production called Pride that was on yeah. up until about I think like 2008. That's what it was. What they used to do cleverly, Sanfis, is they used to explicitly state in the contract that the one thing they would never test for is like anabolic steroids basically <laughs> so as a result what they were telling yeah. you was like so you know i'm not i'm not saying do it but you know competitive advantage and all that it's like and then everyone would come out by the way everyone who was in the ufc who fought in that competition if you just go and look at them mate, like it's night and day like they just they come out like a wwe motherfucker in when in, in, in japan it was unreal <laughs> And, and the amount of knockouts there as a there's result actually is a topic here. There's, a, there's actually a topic here. So we can come back to the talent oh. announcement because we're talking about fucking steroids. You think they're so all cold, juicing? No, well, cold, <laughs> cold Zero uh, said yeah, on stream. Yeah, fat, that's right. Yeah, yes, yeah, he's looking No, no, true. no, but he, he he said he's doing steroids. He's doing a cycle. So um, on stream, he said, uh, I've got it. Hello? No, this is, this is absolutely what? true. Is he not aware of American culture? <laughs> Mate, so he, he said um, he was doing a stream and people were saying like, oh. Does someone come know. in and inject his ass while he's doing the stream or something? Somebody said, you know, like how Corey always gets asked, um, you know, uh, like what your diet is or whatever, right? right? Well, sure. so someone was like saying, oh, you know, like um, ha, ha, what, what have you been doing to build up muscle or whatever? And he was like, oh, steroids. <laughs> I'm doing. Um, he's honest. I'm, I'm doing. <laughs> it, 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 I like it. Right, li li literally, he said I'm doing 500 milligrams 
loads of testosterone. Is this motherfucker George Washington? You just can't tell a lie. Uh, it's like, yeah, cold yeah. Fuck it. Fuck any bitch. Uh, um, yeah, and, 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 like... and oxandrolone, <laughs> which is known as a, a anavar, right. I think. Right. Um, Are those so anyway, famous ones, by the way? Yeah, uh, yeah you know, so and, good for it's good for being lean. Like anavar yeah. is like. It's, it's known as the girl one, steroid, but... That but seems weird he'd use it, because he looks more like he's trying to get jacked, and he's a bit of a stocky guy. Oh, it builds muscle still. It just helps you stay leaner. Like, oh, it's right. one of the it's yeah. one of the few that have fat-burning capabilities, like most yeah. don't. That's that's a, Even though I know what you mean by that, that sounds depressing, because it sounded like you were just doing a commercial for it there. Like, it's got the new <laughs> fat-burning technology. Lady, want to lose some weight and get jacked before the wedding? Why not try new Anabol or whatever it's called? <laughs> So yeah. like I only saw this because um because it got deleted off Reddit. And he was taking growth hormone ap apparently too, I think. Yeah, yeah. Growth hormone <laughs> Which, on Listen, called right? Zara, don't interpret that too literally, man. <laughs> <laughs> it's too late, bro. It's too late. <laughs> you need a fucking genie in a magic lamp if you want that to happen. <laughs> or have you ever seen platform shoes? <laughs> But yeah, so I, I saw uh, I only saw it on Don Hassi's Twitter. Like, with the actual the fuck? Uh, uh, um, but but uh, but I couldn't believe it because it's like so apparently those drugs aren't on the Esports Integrity Coalition's banned list for performance enhancing drugs, but Adderall is. Would they actually enhance your performance, do you think though? Well listen, I'm I'm not, I'm not saying one way so. or the other, no, but I'm, I'm saying legit injecting yourself with testosterone right <laughs> like it seems to me that would you know have have a potential effect on your game but it's not on the list of banned substances adderall is and i even think if i remember rightly from when all the drama went down i think isik was saying um that you know you had anybody that was doing it it was like zero tolerance unless you had like a prescription or something for well, anything whatsoever yeah, for any of the drugs on the list. Well, we've seen, we know some players have got popped for some of those drugs, and they, you know, not not the performance enhancing ones, and they're just kind of, oh, okay, yeah, maybe not, maybe not that one. You know, that's mm -hmm. a little ridiculous kind of thing. But um, yeah, I, I don't know. I know Corey used to always make the joke when we were playing that uh, his muscles were too big and it was slowing him <laughs> down. So, <laughs> so I don't, I don't He's know. He's actually using it himself, even though he knows that's a myth. That's that's some bullshit. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you know, like it's like Cone and the like, like all these when, kids when have Arnold... an advantage over me. They're all so small and skinny. Their arms move so much faster. I can't, I can't keep up. Listen, I, you know, on Arnold shares your pain when he did Conan the Barbarian. He was so big uh, for the scenes where he had to hold the sword, he couldn't get his arms together to hold the sword in two hands. So they had to like trim his muscles down. Um, so he, <laughs> he probably so he had the same excuse to... for why he had to get jerked off by all those people in massage parlors. Like, oh, you see, the funny thing is, I couldn't, uh, I couldn't. So I had to pay, you know. That that scene with him in Pump and Iron, where he's just going, you see, when I'm in the gym, it's like I am coming. <laughs> like, fucking. Yeah, it's when he goes, when you hit yeah. the pump. He goes yeah. mad off on it, doesn't he? Oh, he loves it, mate. He's just coming all the time. The best thing ever was, I can't remember if it's that same documentary, but you remember the one where he's hanging around? It's like him 
I think Andre the Giant and then Lou Ferrigno, Louis, the guy who played yeah, the Incredible Hulk. And the, what's mad yeah. is, right, because, you know, it's a famous thing with some people who do bodybuilding, <clears throat> that basically they do have a disease. It's called, like, body dysmorphia. The idea is they always think they're too small. So even when they become, like, this guy I'm talking yeah. about, by the way, used to be the literal stunt double. He That's his job on the Incredible Hulk TV show. He's a massive, ripped guy. But because Arnold, etc., were even bigger than him and even better, they used to fuck with him all the time and be like, you're looking small, Lou, you're small today. And he'd be going like, oh, oh getting all stressed out. It's like, he's on fucking steroids, massive. Look at him. It's like, unfortunately, obviously his brain couldn't interpret. He plays the incredible Hulk, man. Exactly. It's like, he's not, he looks small, is he? He'd be playing the other guy. Who was the other guy? Was it was it Frank Colombo who uh, blew uh, the hot water bottle? He kept he, he blew it till it fucking yeah. exploded. Yeah, I think that was it. Yeah. Is that Frank Colombo? That's Columbo, fucking I mean, unreal. Yeah, yeah. I can't, like, you, you try doing that. That's fucking mental. The lung strength you have to have. It's just ridiculous. Anyway, I don't know why the fuck we're talking about pumping iron. Speaking of long strength, people who just shout about Counter-Strike. Oh, my God! Two kills! A third! If there's another, you know, it's going four! He's got the quartet! And then they get well, paid loads of money and everyone goes, you're fucking brilliant. How'd you do it? It's fucking amazing. Right, so... so Corey, I appreciate maybe, what, do you, what do you What do you think of this talent announcement overall? Like, are you, are you happy about it? Does it scratch your itch? Dude, I'm not gonna lie to you guys. I have most streams almost muted when I'm watching them. Like, I, 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 I the game. I, I'm not. Man, I'm, not lie. <laughs> I'm not trying to be a dick. It's not no, like I get anyone. It's quite like, a famous thing most analysts and stuff say, actually. Yeah. yeah, I just, I just want to watch the game and like, I just, I want to see it from like my point of view, kind of as well. Depending on why I'm watching it, you know, but. Um, I don't. I don't know. I I can still hear them. I'm just not like. I'm not a. He, I, I don't know. I think it's different when you're coming from like a pro background. You're not watching the game for like an entertainment purpose as much. Sometimes it can actually get annoying, can it? Like if you're trying to think about something in the round and then they're like talking about something different or maybe more lighthearted. It yeah. gets annoying, doesn't it? I got or they can just, find that. They can be really <laughs> wrong sometimes. Yeah, like that's like what I was they're, gonna say. they're they're getting a lot better. Like I'm good. Like. People are getting way better at understanding the game, like the talent and everyone. I think, like all of them. Um, I think if if I had to pick a favorite, I'd probably like uh, like Sponge, maybe. Yeah, Sponge Sponge is good. Sean's good. Um, oh, Sean's for, very good. Yeah. Uh, for yeah. for the analysts, I mean, they're Sean's probably my favorite. I think he, I think he does a good job, kind of explaining it. Um, without it being like overly complex, I think sometimes he goes a little bit too far, but like. Um, not, not for like us, but just if you're a newer player, I would think I'd be confused if you know what I mean, but, but, mm. but that's it. Yeah. A lot of the but, times when I'm watching the games and I'm listening to commentators, I really don't like when commentator, like when commentators say things like, Oh, why is he doing that? This makes no sense. But like, but then, but then you're watching it from like a pro perspective and you're like, actually, this makes complete sense because of what happened over here. You just don't realize what happened over there caused this r thing to happen here. Like yeah. you just don't realize that that happened. And and because they're because when they're commentating, they're focused on what they see, right? Like, because that's what they're commentating for. So they're focusing on what they see. And if they're watching a, a point of view, they're focusing on that. And they're not really watching like they're not necessarily paying attention to the radar or what could have happened elsewhere. And, and they tend to miss things, which cause them to say things that are wrong. And they, they can't really help it. But but from plus X-ray, man, like, like yeah. you have to, yes. you have to yeah. take into account X-ray because like a lot of times people just hit you with. 
well, it's so obvious there are four walking ramp right there. I'm like, dude, they had no information on the whole map. Like, just because you can see them through the walls doesn't mean that, like... This actually happened in a in a big League of Legends match last weekend. There was a play in the fifth game of a series, so that was going to decide who won the series, right? Where one of the star players of Team Liquid made, like, a mad aggressive play, and it looked like he was an idiot because there was a guy hiding in the bush right next to where he jumped out, basically, and he just got 2v1'd and died instantly, right? But the problem yep. is, when they showed the replay, because they were able to show their equivalent of that, where they show, like, it's called Pro View, where you literally see what their mouse is clicking. On his screen, there's only one guy, and unless they're in this one tiny brush, he's safe. He's going to get, like, a 1v1 kill. So what's sad is, like, in that scenario, it's, like, they didn't flame him too hard, but it would have been so easy for them to just go in on him. Like, what's he doing? Look at that. He's just giving him a kill for no reason. But actually, if you were looking at his POV, it was like that, that looked like an opportunity to get something, actually. It was like a very clever trap by the other team, basically. So I, I agree. There's a massive, like, area there where it's easy to cross the balance, for sure. That's why I think, yeah. like, if you're commentating, sorry, Rachel, let you that, <laughs> no, no, like, I think, I think when you're commentating, I think it's more important. Like when when I'm thinking about it, and I'm thinking of the commentators I like, I like the commentators who just say what they're seeing and focus on like the the positive things that are happening, and let the analysts break down the mistakes and the things that are going wrong. Don't try to do that if you're commentating. Don't try to say what they should have done. Don't try to just say what's happening. Just focus on what's happening. And if you have a, a guy with you who's commentating as like a like a like a color commentator, like an analyst commentator, and it's somebody like Moses who can then like contribute something, then like maybe like maybe he can, or like there's people that are like really good at it that can contribute, um, you know, something to why things happened. But I don't think you should say what they should have done because you don't know what they should have done. You don't know their comms. You don't know what happened. You don't know what they should have done. You, yeah, you I mean, only I know what so much when Henry, the hindsight it, example, right? Because obviously he used to be a player and was an in-game leader for, for a uh, period of time. So honestly, I, he's I somebody who play with so often. Uh, he's somebody for me when I'm watching that he, he gets, he gets things wrong. He's one of the, somebody who I really appreciate his commentary. I thought him and Sato were the best duo we had, but he would get mm -hmm. things wrong so often that would just drive me up the wall. And he was like, uh, he was, yeah, I couldn't, I couldn't stand it sometimes. I'm just saying, like, I'm just, no, no, no. Just hey, we, we, we all yeah, fuck him. The truth He's out. Sorry, right now it's your offense now, man. Friendship with Henry ended. He's our new friend. Now. You best friend now. <laughs> um, but yeah, so there's also some um, first timers. Uh, in there virgins as well, cool, right? But, you know. Yeah, yeah. There's some uh, major virgins. Uh, in the problem there. is saying which virgins uh, are going to the major. We'll fucking narrow it down. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, here's some of the strange. What, what what's going on with Launders and Scrawny? Does anyone know? I have no idea. I haven't even talked to him about any of it. But I was like, thinking I about messaging him and seeing him. I haven't seen no them. I don't They've done a lot of um, blast events, while, right? but I haven't seen them. Yeah. Uh, like, obviously, they don't do like ESLs, I don't think. so. I just felt that this was their time. Like, I mean, no disrespect to Harry and Hugo. Like, super happy they're getting an opportunity at a major, obviously. Um, but, like, it does kind of feel strange. I, I thought they were kind of next in line to be the big duo. I, you know, I thought those guys were killing it, honestly. And then I, I haven't really seen them commentate together. The all problem that much. is... At the end of last year, they were like, right, Scrawny, we've made it. Because obviously it's how Lorna's Fox, apparently. But he goes, Scrawny, we've made it. Scrawn dog, my, mm. my dude. I'm, I'm pretending like I'm from LA, even though hey. you're not in any way from LA, Lorna. So calm fucking down. Anyway, oh, listen, man, I'm, I'm mad trill recently. So anyway, he's doing it. He goes, listen, good news. I've locked us in for the Blast Pro Series. So basically, all I'm saying, Scrawny, is as Blast goes, we go. So as long as they're considered a top circuit with all the best tournaments and a really high-level competition, wait, it's our time, baby. What, what's the worst that could happen? And then 2019 happened, Blastralis. 
Another victim yeah. of Blastralis. When will the well, lives stop being ruined? Refresh. When will well, you give us I, a fucking I, break? I, I thought they were. Um, I, I thought they were going to be doing all of that as well. I mean, that was the rumor that was on the circuit that they were going to be doing all the blasts. They've done uh, quite a few. DNA. Yeah. I, so well, Astralis has parted ways with them, right? With uh, blasts. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. But we're still calling semantics. Astralis. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. <laughs> In in the looser sense, yeah. um, so so there's that kind of I mean, like when uh, Stephanie McMahon in the WWE was against Vince McMahon, her father, but only on the show. You know, that's, <laughs> that's the simplest explanation for everyone without going into the concept of shell companies. Ba Banks is there? Uh, Going to be doing not the good one from Phase. <laughs> would you look at that one from CSGO? Obviously, yeah. <laughs> Listen, I know, I know him, so I'm allowed to be a cunt. Yeah, no, we, we've known we've known James like a long fucking time. I do. So. I By the way, that's it... actually a big deal that he's there, though. You have to realize yeah, this is yeah. someone who I like him. Like, if you think about the, would you look at it, that moment or whatever? Which he's actually told an interesting story about in my interview that apparently he was having like an insulin like shock or something at the time from diabetes, and like, he just couldn't think basically of anything else to say. Why did he like, get that to him? I know, especially because now I feel really bad because now I've realized. So basically, Anders and D Man for about ten years have had the same problem. They've just been repeating the same catchphrases. <laughs> Could someone just get them a fucking EpiPen? I do not believe my blood sugar right now. That was all just bollocks, by the way, obviously. But yeah. Oh, wait, what? No, he, that, he wasn't. No, no, that's oh, the part about the diabetes. Oh, no, so anyway, the th point I was going to make was, at that time, like, he was the laughing stock of the community, mate. Like, there there's no way you would, if you pause time there and said, this guy does a major four years from now, yeah, yeah, you would never believe that's possible. So it shows, like, the level of growth he must have gone through. Oh, yeah. I, like, I think um, Banks is someone who's been, like, plugging away in the scene for a long time, and he's definitely kind of slotted himself into that interviewer role. It's kind of, it's kind of an interesting time for that, because obviously you've got Stunner as well kind of doing that um but stunner's also like doing desk hosting it, it's By the the way, what do you think about that because obviously stunner used to just be your manager when you're in cloud nine and in fact if people don't know he wasn't really known as like he was i wouldn't even have said he was like the best social guy in the scene because he was half and half like he was he would either like you if you're from NA or start fights with you if you're from europe right so would you have ever thought he would end up in a, in a desk role no it was actually really random like i didn't like he kind of came from like complexity being like the, I don't even know. It was like a mini manager or something. And he would like, he would get his flight paid for to the event and he'd come with us and stuff. And then he kind of tagged along to C9 and then he kind of worked his way up to doing other stuff than Counter-Strike, you know, like other games and uh, helping like Jack, I think at the time, um, Mm. With, with some of the stuff because they were understaffed at the beginning of c9 like like they had a lot of money and stuff but they didn't have enough resources or people to to manage everything that was i mean going they hadn't on. had the org very long at that time if you think it was yeah like less than yeah. a year i think when they picked you guys up yeah exactly <laughs> and then and then i guess at some point i don't know exactly what happened like why he got cut from c9 but i remember that he got kind of like let go slash fired or whatever happened and i don't really i actually don't know why that was i think he might have been blamed a little bit for their underperformance or whatever um and then he kind of like started working for nvidia or something and then he was just doing desk jobs out of nowhere it was like i don't understand how it happened like i don't know how he made the transition but like good for him i guess like like it's he seems to get yeah, it, was, jobs, it, it was a so. bit it was a bit surreal because i was one of those guys like when we first met we nearly had a massive punch up um and uh you know we caught each other at a, at a time when i think he was a little bit how should we say r refreshed 
and um, he was disappointed with like I think Cloud Nine had like underperformed at some tournament. I, I think it was a dream hack. Anyway, we um, we didn't hit it off initially. Let's <laughs> let's let's. Put, he didn't I, like when people delicate. talk shit about like the team that he was. Yeah, he used like, to get really mad managing. about that. Basically, if, like if yeah, you criticized them, yeah. he would just. Be waiting for you in the bar, basically. <laughs> yeah, it was it was one of those. <laughs> in the parking lot beside your car. Exactly, almost, almost on that level. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So you know, but but then when he started doing these desk jobs, like he reached out and was like, you know, what, fucking, you know, if you can give me some pointers or, or whatever, and and I'll, I'll be honest, I mean, because you know, we still had it wasn't like beef or you know, just f people threatened to beat me up all the fucking time, you know, whatever. But um, it was uh, it, like I, I was I didn't think he would get to the level he's at now and as i've said many times i think he's like really exceeded my expectations like infinitely to the point where he's like i think he's one of the better like sideline interviewers i think he's potentially even the best side i think he might be the best if you consider yeah. like a lot of them if you notice where it fails for them is if what they plan doesn't happen they're just fucked like a lot of them can't think on their feet as well or i mean to be fair they are literally in that scenario they tell you not to do in show business like don't work with animals and children and you're just getting 14 year old kids and going right so when this segment comes live i'm going to say to you and then the kid like it goes live like yeah <laughs> it's like, well i just asked you who's gonna win yeah it's like fucking hell so you only have to think on your feet don't you and and I'll I'll say this until the the cows come home. I am so fucking glad that the the emergence of Stunner just gets rid of Parlor. It just erases Parlor from like from the fucking you know space. Because honestly, I I I don't understand what happened there. It's kind of like when we had Ninja Mania. Well, we you know Ninja Mania when Ninja's like the top streamer, and you're like, he's petty. Uh, <laughs> he he's like can't take a joke. He can't let anyone else succeed. Looks like He's having yeah, like crazy he, he, mental breakdowns on stream every day when somebody tells him he's bad at the game. Not, like, oh yeah, not that charismatic and his gimmick as he dyes his hair. Like, I think we're gonna look back. It's like it's gonna be like that poppy. But it, but his streams happened. are PG though, so yeah, true. <laughs> true. Um, but uh, just crazy. And then like you know, I was watching like all the content that was made around Parlor. It was like fuck, dude, this is like terrible. And then some of the stuff that he kind of like was allowed again by the community to get away with. It's really interesting how they apply their standards. Man, some of the stuff is meant. All I'll tell you is this: there's a video that to this day is on his YouTube channel where the joke is that they're pretending he's fucking device up his ass on a bed. That's the joke. Yeah. Because what, what they I'm do is say, like, yeah. like, listen, they have clothes on it, Sarah, but they make the angle so that it looks as though he's like, oh, it's like, oh, is this the joke? What the fuck is it? Like, there's not even any subtext there. Yeah, you're fucking him in his ass. I get it. Like, why is that a joke? <laughs> that, that's crazy. That's a dream. It, it, it's, <laughs> it's so crazy. Just try, trying I'm, to balance it out. I'm getting worried where the show is going right now. Yeah, no, 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 fair. <laughs> uh, but it, it's so crazy because it's like the community, like, ha ha, look, it looks like he's sodomizing device. Like, guys, like, you do understand that like, you don't even let me and Duncan say device had a bad game without like without like swarms of you telling us that we've got to stop like uh, it's so mental. Um, but yeah, I'm just glad because you know I always thought like the, the the crazy thing was my assumption always was about Paul that he didn't prep, but then when I worked events with him, uh, I saw he did prep Jesus. to get to that level. <laughs> And it was like, wow. Imagine if he didn't um, have his whole team around him, his script writers, all the meetings. <laughs> no, you don't understand that. Like, you know, you would you would, you would catch him like kind of, you know, in the backstage area. Like you'd be like, you know, he couldn't talk to you because you'd be like trying to remember all the questions. And then, you know, some people can't do it live. 
Like live is a different beast. Oh, for sure. Entirely. That's probably the like, most what... underrated thing in esports. Because all I'll tell you is this: every time we meet people, because they come into esports from the outside world of TV or media, you wouldn't believe how many of them are like, "Right, where's the auto queue?" It's like, what are you talking about? We're making all this shit up, mate. He's like, "What are you?" No, but when, what would yeah. the segment length be? It's like, how the fuck would I know? He's going to tell us. Like, he'll, he'll tell us to keep talking if we want to keep. And like, they can't believe this, mate. They really think I'm like, so professional. It's like it's just world. That's like taken for granted, mate. Yeah, I said it all the time. Like when when the um, when we had the journalists like come down when we were doing E League to do like one of those like interviews or whatever, you know, and they'd be on set for the show and they'd be like, "Well, where's your uh, you know where's your like autocue? Where's your teleprompter?" I'd be like, "I don't use one." <laughs> like I don't use and like what? But you're on TV, and I'm like, "Yeah, I, I don't use one. I memorize my shit. I make cue cards, and I listen to my producer." <laughs> <laughs> and, and, and director and that's that's how i get through a show i don't have anything and sometimes in front of you fuck up <laughs> yeah yeah well, that's the other thing you have to be able to bounce with the mistakes yeah exactly yeah actually. totally but um but that, that was always like what really but yeah I, I think parlor was one of those guys who was always better in in youtube con uh content but look, here's the here's the big thing and then we'll we'll we can start talk, we'll talk about fanatic then we'll talk about the major um a lot of people man have got the knives out for fucking pimp dude like the um, the amount of shit that's come his way already because he's been named as an analyst at this major is like why don't they like him i i, I think i think the main problem here isn't just so much that pump got there that sorry pump jesus that pimp got named as an analyst Good name. it's just thanks thanks it's just that there's only three analysts now this might be a sore spot for duncan it might not be we're not sure he won't tell us but there's only three analysts and there's five hosts slash interviewers but three analysts. Mm. That's not very many fucking analysts, man. Like Dunk, for a, Dunk, just for show a major? Up. Just show up. <laughs> Walk on stage. Yeah, They're playing his music? No, no, no. He that. would walk in. Duncan would walk yeah. in like the old... Um, Oh God! Was it Roy Jones Jr. or was it uh, Mike? T it was I think it was Mike Tyson, where his entrance music wasn't even music; it was just a long tone. There's like one long <laughs> dark tone. That'd be Duncan walking in. I could see him walking into the Star Ladder stage right Mate, now. I want, I want him to do an Undertaker entrance. All the light goes out. <laughs> Ding! Dude, I'll even rock up and be Paul Bearer. Like, oh, yes. oh yeah! Oh yeah! Duncan it's comes down through yes. from the ceiling. <laughs> yeah, it'd be fucking amazing, man. Like, I'll fucking, I'll break the no, no events rule for that, man. Um, but, uh, but yeah, but uh, no, I agree. And, I, and this is the one area actually that they do fucking scrimp over all the time. Uh, you know, we, we did it at E League too, where it was like there's no analyst rotation, so the analysts get fucking worked. Yeah, for people who don't know, their last major I did for E League, which was the first one they did, the Atlanta one at the beginning of 2017, right? Off the top of my head, I think there's something like, I'm going to guess around, like, I think it's I think it's it's maybe even 50, but let's say it's 45 games, 45 maps of play of the tournament. We, Me and Yanko, no, there's me and, that's famously, they didn't hire Yanko, it's me and Moses did all 45. Mm. So every day we're just going at 7 a.m. and we're just leaving at midnight every day. And what, what people don't understand is like I've done minimal amount of casting and analyst work, but I have done a little bit at events. It's very hard to stay concentrated and 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 focused yeah, for an entire day. Yeah, of course. Yeah, it's like if you're doing a best of three and then someone else takes the next best of three, it's fine. Like you 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 go get food, whatever. Like you can kind of like wind down. You'll still watch the games usually and stuff, but it's it's a. Uh, it's not like you have to have your notes and like be paying full attention and. Um, yeah, I definitely agree with the rotate, like more people, more rotation, because it's better for the viewer too, because they start getting, you can tell when analysts are like, 
giving up <laughs> like mm -hmm. on events they'll start being like yeah you know they just overpass wasn't that exciting they don't give you any insight to the game they just kind of like like get get rid of it i don't know well that's what, what i was gonna I say too it's like it's yeah sorry it's, it's even like it's even different like even just ignoring the like even if let's say you're, you're from the event point of view and you're thinking about you think about making money in the best event and so you're you're deciding you're gonna have less analysts because it costs more money to have more blah blah it makes the event worse like even still mm -hmm. like like i think we all know like after a game ends I think maybe generously you keep about fifty percent of the viewers to watch the analyst segment, right? I think that's fair. Maybe maybe even yeah, less. It really yeah. it really depends on the event and the analysts and all that. But even still, if if every single time those same people that like watching the analysts after, if it's the same analysts after every game all day, that gets old for them too. Like you're gonna have less and less people watching as the event goes on for the analyst segments. You wanna keep it fresh, you want new analysts, you want you wanna mix them around, like having different analysts working with different analysts on different games, switch them up every game. Like it makes the event better. Like it'll make your event better, especially if it's a major. Like if it's a major, like you gotta have more than three analysts, man. You just have to. And honestly, it pisses me off a lot that Valve just doesn't pay a little bit more for stuff like that. Like, I don't know if that's the hundred percent the reason. You know, like I'm not gonna throw it all on Valve. Maybe you don't. Starlight, you don't make money but, on the major. You don't make money on the major. No, but I mean, like what they do for Dota in comparison mm. to what they do. Oh, well, they hired like twenty analysts for that for the TI. Yeah, didn't it's they? just like that's dude, what I they mean. Got, <laughs> they got giant screens with people doing like 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 on the fly like breakdowns of rounds that are being yeah. done in like real time and stuff like they put in a lot more effort and I understand they make more money on that game, but counter-strike doesn't make them no money. You know, it, it makes them enough money that they can hire an extra two casters or analysts if they, if they need it, you know? So uh, I, I really wish that valve would like, at least if they don't want to put in more money, let people crowdfund if they want, you know what yeah. I mean? Like, just like, like it, it, you don't even like what people, people buy so much, stuff in dota like just to, to get the tournament more money i know people will buy like 10 passes just to increase the prize pool it's like why do they even care i don't know but they do <laughs> like yeah well it's a point of pride right i mean the dota community comes together to basically boost the prize money it was essential they went past this 30 million dollar mark this time around because obviously fortnite had their uh, world cup that had the same amount right and they were like well we've got to beat fucking Fortnite." so that was like a galvanizing force it helped that the battle pass was the best one they've, they've done i just love um, i love in living in the world of capitalism where idiots really think that like oh we must fund this other company and let them become rich so that, <laughs> so that we don't seem like bitches like yeah you seem really <laughs> sick now fucking hell you <laughs> daft what are you talking about <laughs> that's like if you if everyone was like everyone in the world must give a tithe, ten percent of their money, so someone else can become richer than Bezos. Like, what would that? What would that solve? <laughs> what is this? Yeah, I mean, don't get me wrong. Like, I, you know, I I understand it. The thing is, is it's a weird relationship there. It's a very unique community in the sense that the level of entitlement from the Dota community is off the fucking charts. But then again, you sort of have to acknowledge that they do uh, earn that entitlement, oh, of course, to, to, because they are funding the big. I mean, and and again, they are they are funding it. Everyone but always forgets as well. Valve are pocketing like, you know, yeah, vast amounts. That's the problem. Take, yeah. Yeah. 75%. Don't, 75. 75. Everyone, everyone yeah. always forgets, right? They think 30 yeah. million, that's a lot of money to raise. No, Valve puts three quarters in their own pocket, then goes, to be generous, we're going to give you plebs back a quarter of your money. And then everyone goes, oh my God, you are yeah, a legend. Like, <laughs> buy, uh, if you buy Commendium, don't they take like, like 250 goes to the prize pot and they take like 750 or something? Out of it, it, yeah. like some something like that. Yeah, 
Yeah. That's, a, that's mean, not even it's pretty gangster, though. <laughs> like, yeah, that's not even like we'll we'll put it in half or like nah. And it's a virtual thing; it costs them literally no money. To make. And then all the plebs who vote are like, "Oh my god, Gabe, and you all turned up to the events." Like at this point, he's like the most like uh, you know what you can get for ten grand in in the real world. You can get so, like the the finest island in Bali for a fucking week. Gabe, and you all just turns up and goes. Is this that game? Uh, <laughs> can I have all the money now? So yeah. And then they're all like, oh my God, he cares about the game and loves it. It's like, who gives a fuck? The final point was just sort of a, yeah, I thought Pimp was getting an, a bit of a needless shoe in. Um, I understand he's not everyone's cup of tea. Uh, what I want him to do is like, I think he's in that weird spot where it's like, he's decent enough to get the recurring work, uh, but not like, not a fan favorite, right? So every time he opens his mouth, he he himself probably is like dilutes when he wants to say a little bit. If I were him, I'd just fucking come out. Oh, right, the second guessing that people shit. get into when they get criticized yeah. of that is him. Like what people don't realize is that's one area where actually like that's the reason generally I don't mind that like fans are gonna think I'm the villain or whatever. Like I just play up to it, mate. Like I've seen the people who want to be loved by the fans and when they get the hate train like that. You're right. All they do is just second guess themselves and they end up in yeah. some fucked up middle ground where even they're thinking like that's not even what I wanted to do. Andy still don't yeah. like it. This is even worse. Like, it's even more depressing, isn't it? So what and, is the and, reason and that people don't like Pimp? Like, is there like a main reason? There's well, mainly yeah. two things as far as I can tell. One is the accent. Yeah. Some people just can't understand him. But the other thing is as well, there's a weird thing. Maybe you've noticed it, right? Which is mm. if you're a pro, but you aren't, you don't have the rep of like legendary in game. Like Sean Gare is going to be fine. He could say anything, mate. God be. They could all go on the desk and say anything they want. They could go on there and say something patently ridiculous, by the way. It doesn't even make sense. But because they're God be, because of Sean Gare's, in your brain, you just go, they must know what they're talking about. The problem is when Pimp comes on, Fans just go like, wasn't he shit at the end? What does he know about the game? It's like, he clearly knows a lot more than most people watching, doesn't he? Like, be reasonable. They just do that, basically. They think he's sort of like, doesn't know what he's talking about for some reason, which I don't really get that angle personally, but whatever. Well, no, no sorry. I, the, I, sorry, I was just yeah, going to say, like, no, no. just from my impression, was just the the voice is hard to understand. Like, uh, or, or, or it's... It's not like I don't know what he's saying, but I have to like really try and like pay attention. So I, I thought that would be the main reason. But yeah, I agree with what you said. Like if people need a certain amount of respect for for analysts to to have them convey their points properly. I mean, you got to understand it's not like it's not like the fucking CS community are ever going to be fucking satisfied with. I mean, like you know, we had to listen to for, for like what two years of people saying Yanko was garbage and boring. They're never going to be stuff. satisfied with anything. You know, like you have so, your... with, with with pimp, uh, there's a lot of there's a lot of uh, um, kind of a, you you can make an analogy, a comparison to what happened with Deficio in League of Legends. You know, Deficio was this player, certainly not like a legendary player by any stripe, but a, but a good pro and well respected. And he went into commentary, and when he started, first of all, he was super nervous because he understood how big the gig was. Um, and obviously English isn't his first language. So he was talking too fast. People were complaining about the accent. And I, I remember I came out and wrote an article at the time saying <clears throat> Deficio will be like the, one of the leading guys in, in Europe, no doubt, give it time. And of course, it got downvoted on the League of Legends subreddit. Everyone said it was completely wrong. Didn't know what I was talking about. You know, usual shit. Uh, Are you banned from there? You, yeah. Oh, yeah. Just a little bit. <laughs> That's how long ago this story was, mate. It's half a decade ago. Yeah. Yeah. So, so, um, you know, but but obviously Deficio went on to be to be great. Now I'm not I'm not going to say Pimp can 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 do that because maybe he can't. But um, it does put him in it puts you in a weird headspace where where it's like if he 
if he if he comes out and says anything controversial, they attack him for that. If he if he avoids the controversial and keeps his statements very middle of the roads and very like you know just on point, very quick, simple, understand people go, what's the point in that? Why is he here? So you can't yeah. win if you if you if you if you say anything that's like complex they say you don't know what you're talking about the bottom line is you're either a fan favorite or you're not and what they do in cs is they they kick the shit out of you until you leave and then they swear that they miss you they did it with fifth lauren as a player they you know semler you know take your fucking pick about how many people that they'll do it to and it's just the same bullshit on reddit let's fucking make somebody miserable till they quit and then turned out we loved them all along actually guys and you know i, I remember saying similar actually you know, you'll go do Overwatch now, and everybody on that fucking subreddit bar, one or two like hardcore haters, are going to be saying how great it it would be to just have you come back and just cast one more game, and how amazing it is, and how they miss you, and all of this shit. And it's like they're nowhere to be fucking seen, or saying the exact opposite at the time you really need to sort of feel a bit of positive reinforcement. So I think Pimp's in a in a tough spot because. He's gonna get like a lot of scrutiny and, and criticized a lot, but honestly, he just shouldn't give a fuck. He yeah, just keep okay. doing this that, thing. That, yeah. That's what I was gonna say. Like, if you're if you're mm -hmm. gonna be making content in the CS community or being on the desk or being on anything, you can't. There's gonna be so many different people telling you you're doing so many things wrong, and it's gonna be so many different things. You have to just not fucking care. Like, you have to think about yeah. it. Like back when skins gambling was a thing, and you're playing a game, and after every game you had 500 oh, people so telling yeah. you all the awful <laughs> things you did wrong, and how they're gonna kill you, and how they're gonna kill your family, and all. You have to just be like, like, like when you're doing it. Like, if if you're a pimp, you'd have to just blinders on, and make the content. Like, do the analyst desk how you would want to watch it. If you were yeah. somebody watching an analyst desk, do that. Do it how you would want to watch it. And there's going to be people who don't like it, and there's going to be sure. people who like it. But if you try to fucking pander to every single person who says you're doing something wrong, then you're going to get all over the place, and you're going to spiral, and you're not going to, and you're, you're and you're going to lose. You're going to lose your whole. You're going to lose. You're going to lose your confidence. You're going to lose everything that yeah. that you want to be doing so you need but to never, just never, put the blinders never on. even bother asking the community for feedback nope, no never no. and i'll put, tell you why because if, if they had anything worth listening go. to they'd be doing the shit themselves yep. ask your producer for feedback ask your director for feedback ask your fellow talent for feedback yep. ask people you trust for feedback hell go and ask your partners your family whatever uh, putting out one of those fucking like reddit posts hey guys just did it like you're either fishing for fucking compliments or you're just gonna get a deluge of useless shit and it's gonna mind fuck you and yep. you're gonna end up garbage like you know fuck feedback from the community because it falls into two varieties it falls into either just fawning and useless praise which yeah. probably makes you rest on your laurels and makes you think you're better than you actually are or it, it's just ridiculous criticism which is just skewed you know, I'm completely based on personal preference and has actual no functional value. Uh, I always just, you know, I, I hit a point where I just started putting it out of my head, you know, around about 2011 or whatever. It was just like, you know, I'm never listening. To also, that. let's be real, right? It's like everything in life. It's all about perspective, isn't it? It might seem really bad, but that's about your perspective. Like, I used to think this was mm. really fucked up what they do with him, but then I realized he's drawn a lot of the hate away from me. He's kind of like the flak that draws <laughs> the heat seeking missile into that. And then I survive <laughs> just close by and go, fuck, that was a close call. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, I'm gonna. First, I want to first off say that I like Semler. Like, I love Semler. I think he's an awesome guy. Yeah. I think one of the. One of, I, I don't know if you guys are, like. We guys think, but I feel like maybe for him, just going MIA for like one to three months would have helped him out. Just because I don't think he was a bad caster or anything like that. I just think maybe some of his sayings and some of his like the way that he casted became kind of repetitive. You know, it was like you know swag seven. It was just like a lot of things that were funny for a long time. 
they kind of kind of people were getting sick of them. So it's almost like he kind of needed to reinvent some some new stuff. And I mean, that's going to happen to anyone. You know, that's not even me like talking shit. It's just like he casted since the beginning, pretty yeah, much. Yeah, exactly. So I, I think it, I think like he. They, like everyone suffers from oversaturation, right? Like, you know, everyone has the catchphrases that you repeat time and time again. You're not supposed to be recorded, like, for fucking thousands of hours, uh, you know, about a game that ultimately is as rich as the game is. It's going to have the same situations come up time Think and about time what happens again. to us, Richard, where they always do that thing where they're like, ah, oh, Thorin always just says, here's the thing. It's yeah. like, yeah. if you've been recorded for thousands of hours and then you've watched those records, what, do you imagine I'm going to start every sentence totally differently? Like, <laughs> What sort of mad How many ways can you preface an answer? Eventually, know, you're gonna exactly. have to repeat them. Aren't you? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so yeah, it, it's he definitely suffered a little bit from that, but also as well, you know, what you have to remember is there's a reason. First of all, it's always someone's first broadcast, right? Like it's always someone tuning in for the first time who maybe hasn't heard you always. And then the second thing is as well, like you want the familiar returning viewers to hear like recurring phrases a little bit. You know, that's why catchphrase comedy was sure. a thing for fucking so. No, I, I agree. I just, I just mean like, I think some of his went on for literal years, and like that yeah, was the, yeah. like, yeah, yeah. And I, I, I agree. I agree with that point too. I, I think basically, like, we had this abundance of like really good talent, and the community has to kick the shit out of somebody. Like, they just have to. There has to be somebody. It's like every time there's a talent announcement, the reason I fucking hate them, the reason why when I was at E-League, I was steering them towards like, let's just, if we have to do a talent announcement, let's do it on like the day or the day before at best. Because when you let it hang for a few days, everybody's coming in to do the job and they've had to read the fucking reactions to it, which are because everyone has like a fucking social disorder this fucking these days. It's like you can't pay someone a compliment without putting someone down. Like, it's like, super happy, super happy for Hugo and Harry to be there. Fuck Launders and Scrawny. Like, you're like, where's that come? Why did you need to say that bit? You don't need to say that bit. Or, um, you know, gr great, great analysis desk, uh, you know, um, no Thorin, you know, brilliant. You know, and it's like, listen, guys, like, that doesn't help anybody, especially, like, because they they might be at the next event. And then Sorry, when you I'll delete that comment. <laughs> and then when you criticize people who are at the fucking event, it's even crazier because it's like, you know, it can create this weird, like, friction and animosity. Like, the next thing that'll come up, right, will be because um, Machine's going to pair up with Henry at, the, at, at this event, like, as casting. And I think they've got a good chance of doing the finals. So you're gonna have you're gonna have machine this like you know I know he's been casting for a long long time but this is a new a relatively new pairing even though Henry and Machine have done it in the past and I you know if they if they get the final I think that's gonna be like a, a divider you money for the final or do you just like no, get nah nah doesn't it's just change anything yeah, yeah I, was just, I was just curious I don't I don't know. Yeah, it's just a prestige thing. People like to do the finals, which, by the way, it it, it usually the finals are usually one sided and, and bad. You know, you're always better off doing semi finals the semis. are way better. Yeah, always better off doing the semis. But people like to get the finals because you know you you get to do the moment at the end, right? When the confetti's raining down and you're doing your little spiel and it goes in a highlight reel and you're remembered forever. You're the best fucking with team the in the world. You know, all, yeah, all the classic exactly. ones we remember. Yeah, so so people like to do the finals for that, um, and pl plus as well, it's almost like kind of an endorsement that you're the best caster at that moment. In Status, time. I think, is bigger than sometimes than doing yeah. the match. Do people really yeah. think that? Like, they, like like a personal yeah. ego thing? Oh, of course, yeah. Because think about it, right? Imagine you did think you were the best, and then they just never put you on the final. 
You know, there's always the, yeah, yeah, as much yeah. as you want to believe. Like, listen, on one level, yeah, talent get along and the friend they literally that is their friends as well. That's who they have to travel to every event with. But at the same time, you are competing with each other. You know, you want to be the yeah. the guy in the spotlight, as it were. Yeah, we're we're all friends, but I'm number one, you're number two. You know, it's like best way to be know. friends. Yeah, yeah, exactly. The, the only way in some cases, exactly. right? Um, so, so you know, so I think that's going to be the divider because if Henry and Machine end up doing the final at the expense of, say, like an Anders and Moses, which you know, I mean, they were only kind of brought in at the last minute anyway, and we don't even know how much, you know, how much of the tournament they're actually going to do, and then maybe a DDK and a, and a, and a James Bardolph, which are you know a fan favorite pairing. Um, it's going to be an interesting one because loads of people are going to say, oh, Machine definitely deserves to get a final. Some are going to say Machine doesn't deserve to get a final and they're not even a real pairing. And so I, and, and so I think that is going to be one that's going to be a, cause a lot of consternation, honestly. That's that's brilliant. That's even one where, by the way, to, actually along those lines, Davey, one of the things that might surprise you is, believe it or not, probably the most annoyed people if they do the final won't be the fans by the way it will be people who are other casters because in the in the casting game basically the premise goes like this your reputation lags like let's say a year so you might actually have already done all the events and you might think well i'm the best now like you know i'm number one because because of the way it works like anderson semler i've always said this they actually didn't do many major finals together as a duo you know i think they only did something like one like and maybe one's a tricast. Like people don't realize, like like what the way the event organizers do it. They used to hold it as like that was like the ultimate carrot that you were seeking after, you know. So the point is, the idea that like Machine and Henry will, will only become a duo now, and this is their first event, and they'll go to the major final. That actually, to some people, I I, I don't necessarily know what side I come down on that either way, but that yeah. actually would cause some people to be a little bit like annoyed. Like, hey, I was w working my way up the ladder. Like, what the fuck? These guys skipped me just because this guy was a famous horse. Like, what the fuck's that? Like, that is how some people will feel in the same hmm. i'm surprised so, they don't do more tricasts for finals i, I agree like, i think they can be good. i thought they were great yeah i think i think a tricast like you have to be a group of people that have either casted together in various iterations down the years so you have a chemistry um or you have to be a recognized tricast I, well, I think, I think you... ideally the best way to do it would be you have a pair of commentators, right? Like you have mm -hmm. two guys who are commentators, they commentate together. They're going to be saying 95% of the things that's going on. Mm -hmm. But then every now and then you have a, one of the analysts who's there and they're like, yo, tell, like, sure. what happened? Like, you know, like, what happened, Sponge? And then Sponge comes in and is like, well, actually, this, 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 boom. And they just add like a little quick thing in the freeze time and then back to the commentators. But he's like right there, like in the cast. With yeah, it, it never really ends up like that, though, in, in practice. Like a, a fluid tricast is like very, like when Semler Anders and Moses did it, it worked because they all knew each other and they're all very experienced. But then like think about some of the like, horrific ones where it's like it's your boy d man <laughs> and it's like oh god no and then everyone's That's like the talking one thing over each dark. other and you go yeah. back to those old first majors some of those first ones have some rough fucking pairings that yeah, they were just creating really out their ass on the spot like you say when they just added like a d man to all the people it's like what the fuck was this guy i think there wasn't there an event where the final was like henry g sean gares and d man tricast like who made this tricast I know it's fucking. That's insane, isn't it? That's Something like, like that. Something that's like an, an insane nightmare. Um, so yeah, I, I, I agree. I think it's got like potential if that third person basically doesn't mind being like a tool to be utilized. What what usually happens is the ego cock, dictates. As I refer to them. Yes, uh, ego dictates they must talk more. <laughs> Um, because obviously you wouldn't be a broadcaster if you didn't have a little bit of ego. So, you know, try, try casting's tough. Huh. Um, that's I'm, so, I'm not, that's, I'm so not weird a fan of it myself. 
Well, listen. See, this is these. This is why shows like this are good because we're bringing yeah. together the two worlds: the players' world, yeah. you know, the, the the broadcasting world, and we're all learning from each other. Well, there you uh, go. But but let but let, let's move on. Let's leave the talent announcement in the back. Let's quickly touch on Fnatic, and then we're going to get into our major predictions and and everything else. So it finally happened, guys. Uh, and I'll do my usual uh, preface of I really like the guy, <laughs> really like him, um, but exist. Uh, has been benched uh, with immediate effect at uh, Fnatic, along with Twist as well. We've been covering this on the show for a while, that Fnatic, apart from that weird little aberration they had where they suddenly were very competitive at tournaments, it's mostly been a downward trajectory. Uh, they haven't looked all that great, and as Crims's like, godlike form has kind of like just segued into him being very good, um, and now, actually, I suppose not even that, if we're being honest, um, as he's got a little bit exhausted and, and despondent. Uh, the team has been average. Not qualifying for the major is is huge for a team like Fnatic. They've been at every major until this one. So I, I honestly think at that point, you have to look at the in-game leader. I mean, even if even if you believe Exist is a good in-game leader, which, by the way, guys, me and Duncan don't. So we'll get your take on that, Davey and Corey. Um I think he's I think he's a capable player, but but I've never rated him as an in-game leader. It always felt like something he did out of necessity, not out of talent. Um, so I kind of feel you have to pin the blame on him. And let's be honest, like Twist did fucking drop off too. He didn't play he, up to par. Nah, not Twist not has what, never lived up to his potential though. Really, yeah. He mm. he he. He's always much he, he he's always that guy that people are like, oh, Nip should pick him up, and like I think back then he actually would have probably been as good as people thought but i think he waited too long uh, like honestly and i think i don't know if he got worse but it seems like other people got better and he stayed the same kind of and like i don't think he's a bad player but he's people hyped him up to be like kind of like the next forest you know like the young mm. like a like a like a next level like really good aimer and i just i've never really i'm not not impressed by him but i'm not like wow <laughs> you know which is what i think a lot of people think no I'd, the analogy i would give for him i think you're on the good track there is like he's like the guy who could have like he got an offer to join like a big band that's like a fucking stadium rock band and he was like nah i just want to stay in my like local circuit you know and just play with like your local musicians it's like you're never going to get to probably like the zenith of your craft in that sense are you? you're probably just going to chill you know you're still good like in your little field you're a big fish in a small pond cool like actually getting to fanatic was like the fucking uh, like a big moment for this guy even like the fact that he even went in these teams a couple of times but you can see if you've ever seen any interviews with him he's not faking it like he just doesn't seem like a guy who's that asked about being a top pro i think to him he's one no. of those people where it's like he wants to be a pro but on his terms He's a, he's a classic Sweden in that sense. I mean, you know, I, I talked about it before. We've we've had uh, you know Swedish players in Source were notorious for this. They would put teams together and they would be fucking unreal and wrecking everybody. And then it would be like, right, it's the summer, lads. Fuck this. And they, they'd stop practicing. They'd be out partying, drinking, and and the team would just break apart. And that happened like multiple times which is why like the very best swedish source players used to have to kind of look further afield and play in european lineups like fucking hellblinder you know he had that international lineup with the uh, reason gaming where he played with like danes and norwegians and like all the other scandics that were kind of locked into that similar spot um basically the swedish lineups never fucking lasted and, and twist feels like a relic almost of that kind of um you know thought process I suppose it's a little bit different in the sense that we did have like two fucking unreal 
Swedish teams in CSGO. So there probably wasn't a lot of room or a lot of reasons to be motivated, right? Like, you know, if you, if you, if you know you're not going to... He's disgusted that you dare talk shit about God. Ah, there it is. That's it. These these NIP fans, right? They're fucking just shameless. Going down to hitch them. I think that's what a lot of people don't realize, though, is like what you said people going and partying is now that there's more money in the game, people aren't willing to do that as much. You know, it's like back in the day, you know, you you didn't really get salary. You kind of played as a hobby slash to win money. And then eventually you got a little bit of money. But honestly, for a lot of guys, it wasn't really worth it to to skip out on having a lot of fun for a couple months. So they would drop off, and then they would come back in the winter time, <laughs> kind of like when all the fun stopped. But now that exactly. you know people are getting like real salaries, and and there's no reason to to stop and to, to waste their time or not waste their time, but they can prioritize better. <laughs> yeah, I get it. Yeah, but that's that's the thing that's always stood out with, with Twist. It's like clearly it's not a priority for him. Yeah, um, no, I was just saying in general, but yeah, yeah. with him, I, I do think there's, there's there's something off about him because he declined the nip offer multiple times. So, oh yeah, why? Like, wait, why? Like, I don't know. Originally, I was always heard the rumor that he was scared of flying, but I I don't know if that was true or not. I will say, like, people now, I know already they're gonna say it, like. Oh, it's because uh, of all the problems that he knew about a nip. It's like he's playing <laughs> in smaller teams, you daft cunt. What you think they're having better financial scenario than nip? I don't think so. Somehow, like, like the point in that scenario is like, like that whole area. If you know how fanatic had their financial problem, like everyone in the Swedish scene wasn't in a great place in that sense. So I, that never really worked as an angle. It, it's way more likely as we're talking now. I just, I, I mean, I've even spoken to the guy in the past. Like, he just doesn't have the personality. He's not one of those guys who has like a mad drive to be the best, you know, or like wants to be at every tournament. Like, like actually, that's one thing some people just don't get is like, like if even if I say I don't like some events, if there's like a major going on, yeah, actually, you do miss not being there. You do think when you're at home, like, oh, it'd be cool to be there, wouldn't it? Oh, wonder what it's like to be in that stadium now. Some people, I guess, don't have that. Maybe they're just like, yeah, it'd be cool if it was, but yeah, well, whatever. Got the summer off, you know, maybe they don't mind. Different mm. mentality. Yeah, and I nearly forgot. I ne- so hang on, we haven't even we haven't even summed up. We didn't talk too much about Exist. Uh, so the right the right move to, to cut him. What do you think, Semphis? What do you actually think of as an in-game leader? This is my opinion on him. Like, you like the loose he- style guys, right? Well, yeah, but I think it, it depends on lineups, right? Like, I think Exist was fine in the NIP lineup when get right and force are better than everyone. So like, like in my opinion, exist was a better caller for that team than someone like existence would have been. Cause he would have had them stratted up. They wouldn't have freedom to do stuff. So I actually think in like that scenario exist is good because he doesn't really call much. He's probably just going to direct them around, you know, like default. It's a 44. He's going to tell them to go back to B get right. going to do his thing. You know what I mean? It's like, it's more like, it's like you said, it's loose, but it works if your teammates are all better than everyone. Um, but as soon as you start needing more like in-depth tactics and kind of reading teams, like you, you know, with Astralis, you have Glaive, and it's like you can tell that like there's a lot more going on <laughs> behind the scenes in terms of like why they're doing things, and you never get that from Exist mm-hmm. watching Fnatic play. It's always just like kind of like a strat into something that was pre-planned, and I think it's way too easy to read. Um, for these top teams, you know, like you, you have to throw wrenches into things because everyone does the same stuff now, you know, like everyone, yeah. everyone's doing pretty much the same strats, the same setups. Like it's, it's about kind of like breaking off and, and kind of 
lot of mini anti-striding I think goes in on the, on top level right now, where it's like not maybe that you're counter-striding a whole setup or whatever, but you know that Simple likes like these three spots, so we're going to do yes. this to like bait him into death. But it's still based off your strat, you know what I mean? And I don't think he does that. And I think um, they were they're allegedly replacing him with Golden, right? That's the rumor, I think. Here's yeah. And uh, uh, also, people like thought Golden was going to go to Nipthor. So I guess no matter what, he's coming back to one of the teams. I will say, by the way, in line with that, there was an interview that I actually haven't released yet, where I did it with Rambo when he was the coach of Cloud9. I asked him in this interview, right, basically, what was it like when Flusher was like temporarily the in-game leader of Cloud9? And this is a very telling comment when you consider that, obviously, it's the same initial squad fanatic. He said, oh, well, all he used to do is what he called the fanatic system, which is basically you just play off the defaults and then individual players make any of the players they want. Well, that is basically the Swedish scene, if you think about it. Look at like Nip, yeah, it is. look it is. at Fnatic. Like, I always used to tell people this. The reason why I came up with the concept of Nip Magic is because every great moment that like Nip or Fnatic ever had is a player doing some crazy shit. It's Flusher doing an Unreal 1v3. It's Get Right winning some godlike clutch. It's Forrest popping everyone in the head. It's always or Freiburg doing something. Oh, what's he done? It's always an individual moment. Meanwhile, if you go and you look at some of the teams, Astralis is a great example. There's a reason why some of their victories are boring to fans, because what you don't know is the actual genius of the match was how they just destroyed like a B execute 10 times in a row. But if you can't see what was going on there and what they actually maybe neutralized, it looks to you like it was just a boring game. It was just easy. Oh, they just walked in the side. It's like, no, like unfortunately, like they, they didn't just win off the individual flash in that sense, you know. So it's not it's not no, like it, one's it, better or worse, but it does make it pretty obvious there were like I even used to say it when Pronax was the best. Like, come on, man, he was never the best in-game leader. He just was good at like that. He was also like a better version of exist. He had quite good mid-round calls. He would set the team up. He didn't have a massive ego. But aside from that, he got the fuck out the way and let Flusher and Olaf Meister and JW make the players they were going to make. A lot of that did come from them, I'm afraid, guys. Yeah, and and so to pick up on the point about Golden coming in, uh, and it'll obviously have to be plus one as well. Fingers crossed. I, I keep wanting to see the return of Olaf, honestly. I think um, it'll be Flusher, right? Like, most likely. It was implied. Because he's oh, yeah? he remember he himself was the one who started the hashtag nothing in PayPal when Fifth Line was so I'm guessing he's not joining yeah. Nip. Just gonna go ahead and say that. <laughs> oh no, 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 that's definitely, <laughs> yeah. definitely yeah. not happening. Um he goes, listen, I'll cheat, but I've got standards, Nip. <laughs> I mean, if you think about it, like uh, go, Golden and Flusher are two direct upgrades, right? So yeah. in theory, their team should be better. Plus Flush um, has played with them already, so yeah, but they they played with each other and it wasn't working. But that was it. It, it, it feels really regressive. When's that ever stopped that. anyone in Counter Strike? No, I mean, exactly right. But like, <laughs> like, are we are we going to keep doing this? You know, like I mean, there was there was all sorts of stuff going wrong before. People were like chafing each other, fucking, you know, getting on each other's fucking nerves. You know, this all came out in the past. It's like what? So Flush is gonna, you know, because he spent some time in Cloud Nine. And seeing what a real fucking shit show looks like, what he's going to come back exactly. with a renewed appreciation. Yeah. I don't know, man. I mean, uh, like for me, I want to see the Olaf Crims uh, duo again. I want to see if that can still have some magic. I think Fnatic could benefit from just a, a lift from, you know, that's the kind of return you want. They've been separated for fucking a long, long time now. You know, Flusher kind of coming back. I mean, you know, one of the reasons they cut him was because apparently it wasn't working and. You know, somehow they couldn't find uh, the balance on the roster, and to you know they're already bringing Golden back in, who they backstabbed out of the fucking team when they were winning events. 
So it's an ultimate admission. Which from was the guys that, I've got to say. <laughs> yeah, it's an ultimate admission from the guys who fucked Golden over and like literally, like by the sounds of things, put him into a fucking iron lung. It was that bad. It was like that catastrophic to his soul. He's been like ill, can't get on planes. You know, it just has done nothing with his career, but they won back-to-back, you know, big events when he was there and it was all like, you know, every everything was working. You're just admitting that all the changes you made were were garbage and for nothing, and we're gonna we're gonna walk it back now. Here's the thing: I actually think what's really happening is that exists being bought out by Ents because I always used to say that existence is the best in-game leader. So, terrible. yeah, whatever. I'm working with off in here, boys. It's not that I've got. <laughs> Do what I can. Do what I can. Fucking hell, we need to get Davey back. Fuck. <laughs> ten out of ten. Yeah, hurry up, hurry up, Davey. Um, so, so okay, there was one other thing um, that uh, Davey's just messaged us in the group saying he's been EMP'd. He says, like, nothing's working. He's just been fucking, someone struck him. That's what happens when you make them fucking jokes, man. I know. They got the wrong person. They Just so everyone Epstein knows, joke. I'm in good mental standing. I have no plans <laughs> to kill myself. There we go. <laughs> I love life, yeah. you know. <laughs> Dude, I, I start every stream with that, so you've got to, you've got to play it safe. Um, but, but look, so we nearly forgot about, obviously, the report that uh, DK made, which was that Alexi B uh, likely to be dropped from Ents. And Sunny, you know, the move that we were talking about potentially happening for 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 a long time, and then Ent suddenly became contenders at tournaments. Um, this is a move that uh, now looks like it's actually happening. Always so overshadowed just... the team, though, didn't it? That's the problem. Like I, I agree. Yeah, I, it's I agree. always happening. It happens in every scene. The same with Nip when they're supposed to get a player something coming. You know, when there was the Epson guys, it's like unfortunately when the community gets in their mind that a move is inevitable and there is a player who is good who isn't in your team. It's like when Simple wasn't in Navi. You knew one day he's going to have to play in Navi, isn't he? Like they're the best CIS team. He's mm. the best player. Like you can only avoid that for so long. And obviously, like both of these moves happen in what in vaguely makes sense. Like when they feel like they can't be the best anymore, you make the big drastic move. Yeah, um, I and I agree. It definitely did overshadow the problem you've got when there's like this player that's always kind of like destined to come into the team. Every time you have a runners-up spot or the the guy who is the natural replacement, people say, uh, "If we had Sunny, how good could we have been if we had Sunny?" You know, and it and, and it, it does create this weird kind of humor around the team. It kind of almost forced Ents to be as good as what they were. Because if they weren't, then that roster move would have happened. Now, I know Sonny's hungry because uh, he fucking felt pretty pissed off with how the whole mouse sports thing went down. Um, but I don't know about this move, honestly. I, 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 I want to see Ents at like maybe one or two more tournaments before they pull the trigger on it, frankly. I'm confused um, as what's going to happen because I feel like ends part of the part of the reason that ends plays well is their playstyle is so fucking weird. Like, mm. like if you just watch them play, you're just like, how are you winning? Like, like you don't have better players. Your style is extremely slow. It's mostly defaulty, but at the same time, they just like kind of work their way into sites. Like yeah. they they don't really throw many yeah. nades. They don't really. They don't do anything, and it just works out for them. And like on CT side, it's kind of the same thing. They just play their spots every round. I will say they have really good flanks, though. Like their like their players know when to push for info really, really, really well. But and and I don't know how much of like the CT stuff probably won't change too much from replacing Alexi B. But 
the T side stuff, who's gonna who's calling for them? It's not Sunny. Um, I would I would guess it would be someone like X Seven or something maybe. Mm-hmm. Or I don't think Alu will want to do it. Um, it's not going to be Sergi. Oh, well, pe- so. people are speculating. I've seen a lot of comments saying that like all they think Ali's going to take over. Really? Okay. I, mean, well, I, I cannot yeah, imagine within the team, the like... perception, at least in the community, is that within the team, Alu's sort of the one who runs this. Like you know, he's the guy yeah. who obviously was the yeah. big star when he joined, so he kind of has like the final say, basically. That's the perception, at least. Yeah, that's going to be weird because he's not a very communicative guy. So I, I no no clue about how that's going to pan out in terms of balance, and it could be one of those things where it's like it seems like the right fucking move, but actually it it sets them back ridiculously. I, I, it, it's like I say, for me, I would want to wait a few more events. I'd want to see a really <coughs> appreciable decline, you know, like like with this fanatic situation, it makes sense because you know that it, it's like rock bottom. You just didn't oh, qualify for the major, right? But with ends, it's like you're they still were already in, in the final, like a few weeks ago. Yeah, like. Like you still get second you, all the time. Like exactly. yeah, it's like you know there was a real nice kind of rivalry brewing between this like trifecta of teams we've got with like Liquid, Vitality, and Ents, uh, and obviously Astralis. You know can't count them out either. You know right now, you know the scene could get really really interesting. And it's like I don't know. I would I don't know if I'd want to fuck with that just because I was finishing second or third or fourth. You know in that in that melange of fucking unreal teams like it's like that's a great place to be you're from fucking finland for fuck's sake you know what i mean like the the, the no when this team is put together everyone thought it was like a bit of a joke when alu went there what did we all say like well he's giving up on playing top level cs he's going back home to fucking retire which that's i still think said. he actually did sort of like here's the thing i'm just gonna say it i know obviously he would never consciously say this but i actually do believe when he went to ends this this last time that the logic was like ah whatever worst case scenario i'm taking a year off i'm at home i'll go to the finish events i'll get a salary and if i decide to come back to a top team i will if i don't whatever maybe i just phase out i don't think he went to this team and really believed they were going to become a top team come on it was just so implausible at the time. Remember, the oh, Sergey yeah. guy would have been like 15 when he joined or something. Like the, the odds that he'd become really good, there's loads of players don't make it. Well, we can get your thoughts now, Davey, now that you're back. Did the yes. EMP, has it been reset? Yeah, uh, as somebody who lost skins on me didn't like it. I guess EMP'd my house. It was, <laughs> it was brutal. My cell phone wasn't working. My internet was out. I don't know what the hell happened. There you go. So uh, what, what do you so make of the ends? Uh, the ends? Yeah, this is the... Potential ends move? Potential, yeah, potential. I think uh, it was kind of... A, it was kind of it was inevitable like as soon as they started falling off if you have a guy like sunny just sitting there without a team as soon as they start to fall off a little bit you know that's going to get that's going to get brought up like as soon when cuz as inevitably teams have to make roster changes at some point unless you're the best team forever for the longest time like, there's always a roster change to be made at some point in the team cycle and with sunny just sitting there i don't know if he's a free agent or if he's still under contract at mouse or what but you know, you know, with him just sitting there, eventually this was going to happen at some point. It was, it was you know, you just knew it was going to happen eventually. Mm. I, I think... suspect, by the way, what you just said is probably an angle we should actually highlight is that since off the top of my head, I actually think when they when they re-signed with Mouse, it might have been around this time last year. I think it was around like that period because that was when they were still a very good team and I heard something like that. So that that would also be another reason why it would have been very convenient for them to be like, well, we won't pick up Sonny now while we've just had these good results. Because if you already know his contract's got like four months left, five months left, why not just run it out? Why not just think to yourself, well, we'll have the option in five months. Just see how it goes. 
us. And if we're not number well, I, I don't know said number one because they didn't even know they'd be number two, did they? But you know, like if we don't do well enough, then we bring him in. Like it, it would even make financial sense to do it that way because that way you have an excuse to keep the other guys pretending you're being a nice guy, but really you're just doing what also makes financial sense. Because I don't think Ents would have the money for a huge buyout, put that way. No. Sorry, you, don't, you also don't know what shape Sonny's going to be in right now. He hasn't of played course. in a long time. You're like, you don't know what you're getting yeah. with him right now. And he dropped off at the end, right, just before yeah. he left as well. He was in bad shape. I, just, yeah, I mean, playing just, with his fellow countrymen might help him. You know what I mean? Like, it might help him re rediscover his form, but... I actually yeah, think I agree with what Semphis said earlier, though. Like, the, the thing that makes it the most shocking element to me is the fact that, like, I even did an article where I said this in it. Like, listen, if you want to ask me who the best player in Ents is, yeah, it's Sergey. Like, he's easily the best fragger. If you want, like, the, like, Ali was probably got the best all around game because he's such a veteran. But the difference is, like, the most important player I thought was Alexi V because, like, their whole strength for me was the style of player that they had. Like, I actually totally agree with Semphis. I always used to say, me and Richard have said it many times, what makes Ents amazing is that they their players absolutely should not be at the level they're at. Like, Sergey maybe can. Alu has played at that level. The others, they, they're not world-class players. Like, the aerial guy, mate, ever since that Orgnerf came in, he's just an average player. The X7 guy, all the credit even people give him is sort of like, better than that he should be. I thought he was shit. Like, that's like the that's the, the compliment you get if you're him. So the idea that team could be beaten out, like, look at some of the fucking squads. Like, go look at the NRG squad right now. <laughs> look at the skill disparity there. I know to an idiot, they might be like, but they play so low. Mate, the skill man for man in NRG versus Ents is unbelievable. Like, NRG look like fucking Team Liquid in comparison to the fucking Ents squad. Like, they're ridiculous. Right, yeah. But Ents would, like, beat them. That was of the course, weird exactly, thing. Yeah. Like, <laughs> it's legit. <laughs> And consistently, not not like a fluke, like consistently, like showing that this isn't like a one-time thing where everybody overperformed. That was what was so cool about them. Um, right. Sorry, I was just getting bombarded by a, a fucking moron. It like blew my mind um, because I said something. You fight him if you had a chance. Uh, you know, you know, I'm a man of peace. I'm a man <laughs> okay. of love. That's what I am. Richard, what, if, there were, if it was walking the earth like Kane, you feel me? <laughs> If you got some sort of mad, like, like scanners level of telepathic ability, to... oh, dude, you don't even want to know. Like, <laughs> yeah, heads to be blowing that, yeah. up every motherfucking just, day, like every day, every day. The media would be writing about the head popping epidemic and how it's happening, <laughs> Mate, and looking at all listen, the reasons. I wouldn't tell any of y'all motherfuckers, would, you wouldn't even know that they I was would popping literally all them heads. think there would be a report, like, and we're getting bizarre reports of some sort of a rapture. <laughs> me, and, me and my best friend have like that running inside joke where we see people. People commenting stupid things and we just say to each other like oh they're so lucky we don't have superpowers like oh they, okay, so, we, if we had superpowers how dark would that be if it was a superpower oh, yeah, movie where you just went around oh, beating yeah. the fuck up no there is past. no there actually is though there's this new movie i forget what it's called but it's like it's, it's oh the, yes it's, it's, it's literally yeah, the, it bright burn the, or something is it? i don't burn. know what it's called I think but it's like called. it's like yeah. what would yeah. actually happen if somebody realized they were fucking invincible it's like oh you're all fucked like yeah it quite a bit yeah it, it brightburn they did it in chronicle as well and obviously the boys just came out the tv series based on their um the comics so okay. um but yeah but I, oh, i'd abuse the fuck out of that like i'd be i'd be insufferable because you know we got it we got a cure stupidity and i think i can cure it cure it by popping a few heads that's for sure <laughs> but yeah what this guy said was right so like i said something okay I said that, um, you know, I didn't see the Alexi V move coming and I'd like to wait. And then Davey said, I feel like it was kind of inevitable. Me and Davey are two different human beings with, with two different brains. We exist in, you know, two different. No. 
bodies. That was insane, right? Isn't it? There's also and no then, definitive answer. Right, what's right? Isn't it? Yeah. Like the guy messaged it's a me. Fucking toss up. Like the guy. The guy messaged me and went, "Wait, you? But didn't you just say?" That he shouldn't be kicked, and now you're saying it's inevitable. I'm like, I'm not. Also, like, I never also, said. Like, also, I was on this show and not yeah. scripted yeah, by also me. Also, means said... it was inevitable. Sonny would join, not that Alex yeah. B would be. The I, one ne I never said it was that. inevitable that right after this major, Alexi B was going to be kicked for Sonny. Like, I never fucking said that. I didn't know who they were going to replace. I don't know anything. I didn't know if it was going to be after wild. this major or a year from now or six months ago. Oh, Just by the way, at some point, Sonny we, was going to join. We can't tie into that angle though, because that's one reason that I'm at. This might sound weird, but I made this point when i wrote this article about alexi b one reason i am actually not that surprised that they would remove him like listen i am on the surface like, i think it's ridiculous i would never do it like i would have thought it was the last person in theory you should remove but mm. the reason why like it's not as crazy as like for example if glaive was kicked from astralis tomorrow would be mental obviously everyone would be like what the fuck but the reason why this isn't as mad is because if you know the history of finnish counter-strike they don't like in-game leaders. Like, Zephyrus, you know this from the days when Lurpus used to play. Like, they're not a fan of, like, super tactics and stuff. They like basic shit. They're, like, they, all those players, like, Rui and content, they just want to do their own yeah, style. No, yeah, they wanna, yeah, yeah. They, they love defaults. Yeah. Let's finish Counter-Strike in general. Like, they're not super tryhards in that sense. I, I'm amazed. Like, the guy held it together for a while, but... Is it a surprise that when egos get think, bigger and people think they're in a bigger position, then they go against you? Maybe I not. think that's one of the main reasons Tommy left, isn't it? Lurpus, sorry. Like, I think that's one of the main reasons he left and went to join the North American team was because he was an in-game leader in a scene where it wasn't valued that highly. That, that yeah. and the money. Well, that helps. That helps. I mean, it always helps. Right? <laughs> I mean, like, you, you know, cause it, and plus there was a little bit of prestige to it because, like, what they'd done is EG did at that time go around to, like, reach out to a lot of fucking other top players who, like, knocked them back for one one reason or another. Like, I think, didn't they approach Neo famously? Was yes, one of the names that, that was before him, to? yeah. 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 Uh, so so they went down this list of like fucking, you know, these all-star names and then it's like when Stuart Lurpus, 2K got so he's like, well, if I'm in this company. Exactly. Yeah. It's yeah. Like, you know the joke with the MIBR one is they literally did the list. They were like, simple, no. Nico, no. Shocks, no. And then eventually they were like, Stewie just won a major. And then, and then he came in, you know, but obviously you presented as well. Our first choice in the draft was Stewie yeah. 2K. Yeah. No, basically. By the way, there's an angle that people have implied that's interesting. Because you notice the part that's bizarre to me is where there's all these parts that are like he's benched and maybe it's because of his attitude or maybe there's a dispute. The first thing I thought, again, this is maybe where something something drastic must have happened behind the scenes. Because my first thought when I saw this move was Ents might be number two in the rankings. Well, they're not anymore. They're Vitalities. But you know, they, they were number two. But they're not a big org. They're a small org. They're like That's actually overperforming for the org. So my first assumption was, well, listen, if I'm hearing rumors that there's a team out there that's going to be called Zera and Nico, and they're going to need an in-game leader. So my assumption was, oh, just, he's getting bought out. Like someone with more money is buying this guy out. He's going to go to their team. Yeah, I, I mean, the thing is, I don't, I, I don't know if he's got that kind of clout, right? Like, I don't think so either. Yeah, he can't turn down everyone in the whole world. But his bio <laughs> might be challenging. Like, like you don't know what ends contracts are like. His buyout could be one of the lower ones, making him True. like easier to buy. Yeah, if you think when he signed, it must have been a while ago. It can't have been that huge. Surely yeah, they've renegotiated I, by now. It's just I, they might not have made a big announcement about it because you know they're thins. <laughs> I, 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 I think you, I think, I think you need to have uh, achieved with more than one team if you want to go on one of them like big international lineups. Unlike like, so far. Yeah. So, okay, so far, side note, so side far, note on the Neo is kind of an aberration, right? I feel no, bad no. for the people that just started watching in CSGO and oh, didn't get yes. to experience Neo. Yeah. They didn't get to experience it. It's like all the people that are CSGO fans right now that, that are in the chat or whatever that are watching the mm -hmm. video that haven't 
watched 1.6 and didn't get to experience Neo. Imagine when the next CS game comes out and there's a new wave of fans and hypothetically Simple's like the worst player in the pro scene. And think about what that'll do to you. That's what it's like for people who are 1.6 fans that but then again you know you, you gotta fucking you gotta put it on yourself you gotta put it on yourself neo should have hung up his mouse by now listen that's, that's up to him that's up to him i'm just i'm just saying from like a from a from a no, spectator he means point to save of view. your legacy in that yeah. Sense yeah. Like, yeah yeah like if you've no, got a legacy it. of being the best like you have to think every time i play and i play bad because i can't cut the mustard no more that's me effectively fucking up my own legacy like you, you maybe you, okay so if you choose a paycheck over the legacy, and keep in mind, he could go get a paycheck doing anything else. He could be a fucking analyst. He could be a fucking commentator. He could be a manager. He could start his own team. He could go work at a peripheral company. Like, he could walk into any job at any level of esports tomorrow. No, He's choosing a play. Right, so it's like okay. It's just sure well, he probably loves Counter Strike on some. I was just about to say, yeah, of course he like, does. What, like, I, I, don't, I don't even think he's hurting his legacy that much because the people, well, like, just no. Listen, listen. I'm gonna explain why, and you might, you might agree right. with me, you might not at the end. But, okay, I've, but I'm strapping so myself in there. For, for the people, for the people who think Neo's the goat of 1.6, right? The people that remember him in that way. From the beginning of CS:GO, he was never. It was oh, clear Lord. he was never gonna be that. So. From 2013, everybody already knew he wasn't going to be that in CS:GO. So there was no. So whether he's playing now or or then, it makes it makes no difference. He's not like ruining his legacy more by playing more. He was always like this as far as CS:GO is concerned. Yo, but so come for on, CS:GO man. people, he was never the best. The difference, for, even at moments when he was like he had a renaissance. Remember when he was open yeah, yeah, for a yeah. bit in the yeah, team yeah, and yeah. shit? Like I remember, remember all that? Remember. And it was like we were all sat here and we we're all going like, "Fucking hell, Neo is still doing it." Like after all this time, isn't it insane that he's okay. now? we watch when we go i'll make it i'm just saying stop. For, for the people make who, who think he was the goat for the people who think he was the goat he's not like that's never going to change like it's, it's, yeah like it's not going to change so it doesn't it just matter means, like and it's like what you said at the beginning the real the new generation will never know neo here's a good example so semphis the reason why because i know you watched all the demos back in the day 1.6 the reason why i get mad triggered by people like overrated forest when he has the occasional pop-off game now is it's like guys if you think this is his top form i've got news yeah. for you if you could get in a time machine with me or just if you installed 1.6 and you understood the game like he used to literally be like he would have months where he'd have like three months where it'd be like simply just be doing it every game dropping like 30 just wrecking everyone in the most insane way so like the like the difference is massive i get why people want to believe you know that you're back to your level but it forest in csgo especially just, because it's nowhere near I don't, I don't think forest plays enough like i, I feel like He's also not a guy who's got the killer instinct in that sense. You know, he's never going to do like 100 yeah, hours. Yeah, like if he, if, if he was playing like eight FPLs and stuff, I think you'd see like he's the kind of guy that uses high sense. He's like very like technical orientated. Like he kind of those type of players need to play, I think. Like, mm. although like think about it, he's that good not playing a lot. So like naturally he's fucking insane. But um, but I, what I was going to say about Neo was like, what people don't understand about Neo is he kind of did it to himself in CSGO because Force and Get Right came over and they never relinquished like star status on their team. They always stayed in good roles and, and play like that. But Neo very quickly went to an in-game leader, probably out of necessity, to be honest. You True. know, like like Well they had so to kick the Cuban guy, didn't they? So they couldn't keep him anymore. Yeah, and, and there was probably like not very many people that understood the level of the game as well as he did and you know, slash aren't well to do. I know they had Taz call on and off randomly, but 
realistically, I feel like it was probably most of Neo's stuff and Taz was just calling. As far it. as I know, like, most of the best results were when Neo was the in-game leader. It's just that, just like in 1.6, mate, the reason they would swap in-game leader around is because they didn't want us to have to swap players. So it was a way to not yeah. make you have to kick someone every time. You could be like, oh, he's going to take over for a while. But, but as far as I know, they only did that when there was a problem, basically. Not because not it was the best option. Yeah, yeah. So I, I just think, uh, I don't know. I just, I just think like Neo, if he would have stayed in like the the star role and stuff, you don't know. Maybe he would have been better at Go. Maybe he just didn't have it in Go. I don't know. But yeah, he never showed his 1.6 potential. I, and Force did. Force of the Star CSGO was like a monster. You know, he was sure. running around one-tapping people. But I don't know. It's a lot of what-ifs in this game because there's so many variables. <laughs> you know, mm -hmm. like, like will Simple remain the best? Can he still play 12 hours a day every single day for like years on end? Like at some point, he's not going to play that much. You know, like, mm -hmm. and... It, it will happen. Like people like to have told me like uh, shroud used to tell me back in the day, like, Oh, I'll never stop playing counter-strike all day. And I was like, sure. I was like, okay, like, like all right, man. Like, he's Wait like, yeah, I just love games. I want to play games all day. I would never back in the day, like, especially for source players, like it didn't matter what fucking new game came out. We all had a solemn vow that we were going to quit fucking playing Source and we were going to go hammer that <laughs> fucking game and it was going to replace it. But it's, it's the Counter-Strike fucking thing, man. It, you always come back to it. But like even TF2, I knew, I knew players that in Source who were like, let's go and be TF2 pros. Like, why the fuck would you want to do that? You know what I mean? But like people gave it a go or every time there was a World of Warcraft expansion, the whole fucking scene just stopped. <laughs> it was just like, when, right, we, none of us practicing agreed and we would all swear that we would, and everyone would just go away and do it like go talk to fucking mbk about what it what world of warcraft expansions would do with the french scene like players would just disappear they wouldn't even talk to each other for months and the worst ever like, mate and this is like this is like us uh, you're gonna think this is just a ridiculous joke when i say it, but it's a very good analogy people when because before world of warcraft i'm that old that the one before that was everquest was the really big one before world oh, of warcraft and famously in cs we used to literally call it ever crack and the reason why yeah. is because you would have like a top player who used to be really good. And you'd be like, whatever happened to him? And it would be like, if they went on drugs, it would be like, oh, he just got in with a bad crowd. And then, you know, he was just spending more and more time away. And eventually, don't know where they he was. They 12 hours so, a day, man. Yeah, it was just they, like they would just go off it. Like, I like I've told this story before. The moment I knew that one of my friends who was in Team 3D, actually, like one of the best squads, the moment I knew his career was fucked was when I was at a CPL. And by the way, this is back when like CPLs were the equivalent of majors. But there was only one like every three months, every four months, right? Other than that, you wouldn't have many land tournaments. So you'd think, right, you're going to put it away for the land tournament and practice, right? In the BYOC, between games, he would go and start playing like fucking EverQuest or World of Warcraft. And I was like, this is, it's over for you, mate. If like, if you're at the World Championship and you can't get away from it, you're just done. Like, And I was watching it thinking like, you know what, this guy's a smart guy. Maybe I'll get into it. And it's just him walking everywhere with like a bird or something. I was like, what are you doing? Like, you get a gun or something. Like, he goes, no, I'm just going to kill this pig. I was like, what are you doing? What is this? This is madness. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> Those MMOs, dude. Right. Well, look, we can we can get into the, the major talk, which was the right. whole reason why we did the crossover episode in the first place. <laughs> like, we'd been talking yeah, about fucking EverQuest yeah. and steroids for two fucking all right. hours. It's all yeah, right. it's all good. Uh, let me um, let me actually get the fucking list of the games. Uh, all the I got it uh, up here. You want to get a link? Good. Yeah. Make sure you all do the same too. Actually, yeah. um, because we, we were talking on the uh, we were talking on the podcast about how they fucking. I thought they uh, announced this like pretty late. I thought uh, so too. 
considering you want to generate I waited to do my pick'em till the first round matchups were released mm. and I noticed when I did it it said on that like timer there's like five days and something hours left which is like listen that's still plenty of time in theory but remember that you've got a lot of casual people watching they're probably not super up to date so I agree I would have done that like two weeks out personally yeah. Also, from a player perspective, they probably knew the matchups bef- like a, a little oh, bit right. in advance, way before we did. Fair enough. Yeah. So uh, the, the, let's have a look at the matchups. Uh, we got Vitality versus. Uh, do you, how do you say this? Is it Simon? Seaman. It can't be Simon. <laughs> it, it is. It is for us. It is for us. Yeah, right. What is Simon gaming? You don't like Simon? <laughs> Everybody Mate, who knows Corey knows he's got the semen. perfect pronunciation on everything, That's and true. everything he says is correct, and it's semen. You guys will swallow anything. <laughs> I mean, there's a segue it's into protein, fucking right? Dick Stacy's pathetic sticker here, but exactly, I feel yeah, like called Zero. Corey, like, Corey always wants protein the protein. Up. Exactly. Right. Yeah. Corey will do anything yeah. for protein. Like, Jesus Christ, like, vitality, the vitality versus semen. This is happening, is it? That sounds like some sort of an advert for Cialis. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I was just thinking, you know what I mean? Isn't that like John Jones tested positive? Yeah. Obviously, obviously, your old boy RPK is getting that new fucking dad putting his gray hair. Want to bring some life back to your relationship? It's not like Mate. the old days in Sauce, is it? New I'm vitality semen. <laughs> I'm calling him Simon. I don't give a fuck. If you Simon. want that rock solid game like me, RPK. <laughs> <laughs> right. Anyway, uh, NRG versus Dream Eaters. Uh, G2. Don't have Simon versus Dream Eaters. <laughs> By the way, can we just combine these teams and make a super team? Simon Eaters. <laughs> That's just yeah, let's say G2, G2 versus Tyloo. North versus Ints, Furia versus Hellraisers, uh, Mouse Sports versus Forza, Avangar versus Complexity, and Crazy versus Greyhound. Um, so we'll just go through all of them and we'll try and you know do it as quickly as we can because I'm, I'm conscious of your, your guys' time. I don't want to keep you here all day. Um, Vitality, okay. versus, Vitality versus Semen. <laughs> Simon, yeah, that's um, really, yeah. Pretty, I think that's pretty easy. Yeah, that's I don't gonna be think... a, a bukkake session. I'm gonna be honest, I don't... <laughs> a lot of heads getting spread, <laughs> a lot of semen dropped. Exactly, can't can't deal with it. But um, no, but like th- th- this this team has had like a lot of. Uh... We're all adults, by the way. We're all adults. We're all grown men. That's... Yeah, well, look, it could it could be worse. Like, we said, like, semen. War clown, war clown's name is Semen Ass Henriksen. <laughs> so you know, that's actually real. What does he do when he passes That's actually real. Semen Ass. <laughs> I know it's a rough one. It's a rough <laughs> one. Parents, What's he doing? parents, obviously not thinking about you know the English language at that time. Semen Ass Henriksen. <laughs> So yeah, um, yeah. yeah shout, shout out, shout out to my boy Warclaw. Maybe that's how. Well, oh, wait, I'll leave that one. We'll leave that one. We've got to edit some of these. Yeah, and scene, and we just end that one there. Right. Anyway, so um, look, this uh, this Simon team that we've uh, that, that I've heard so much about. A lot of people are like talking about them being this up and coming team in the scene, but they have all these like strange results. They're always getting accused of match fixing. I'll just fucking say it. People are accusing them of that all the time. Because they seem like upset, like 
good teams and then sometimes lose to like underdogs and I, i'm obviously not giving those uh, allegations any credence because as we all fucking know you know team liquid get accused of fucking throwing games and all sure. sorts of dumb shit in the every scene. single team ever gets throwing games yeah exactly so i i don't i don't put any credence into it but they they're a team that has a very i mean first of all a lineup of players that are like you know you never heard of them real talk I, I, yeah yeah even unless, even unless it, you're going for the underdog picks i think you just pick vitality here like <laughs> yeah funny and, thing and, is the only person literally there's only one person even vaguely in, uh, involved with that team that i know which is the coach because he used to be because he's from kazakhstan on that team k23 and 1.6 yeah he used to be with the dread a guy called yeah oh really yeah so like way back in the day we used to know him in 1.6 that's the only reason i know this team though like i don't know any of the players obviously yeah, so I, I got I got to say Vitality for this one. I don't think it's even a particularly interesting matchup because I think it'll just be no. one of those ones where it's like Vitality, you're going to do the classic uh, slow start from the French. So it'll probably be like one of those like just dull, like sort of fucking, they'll give up like eight rounds or 10 rounds or something because they're not really trying. And it may, and you know, it'll just, it won't be great Counter Strike. So I think that's going to be uh, not, not, not a fun game to watch, honestly. Now, NRG versus Dreamy is I'm kind of more interested by because uh, Dreamy is were a big surprise for me in, in the um, CIS qualifier. Uh, I, and I wasn't really, they weren't a team that I expected to do too much to be there, but they actually look pretty decent. And NRG, as we know, they've kind of been away trying to get this whole thing going with Stanislaw coming back into the team. And I don't know how well it's been working because, you know, as we said, when he came in, we all expected a honeymoon period again. You know, Tarek and Stan back together. Daps get out, getting cuckolded, like watching from the wardrobe, just the way we like it. Uh, but it, they didn't jump up in levels. So it's kind of like now that they've had all this time to work on things, how much better are they going to be? And I almost feel this is like a like one of the few potential banana skins here. But uh, like NRG should be favorites, but uh, just Russian Russian play style is fucking like nothing else. The complexity and, we're talking about, right? Uh, no NRG. NRG. Oh, we skipped to the NRG Forza. No, and this is NRG, NRG versus Dreamy. Dreamy is. Oh, right. Dreamy Sorry, is yeah. a Russian. I, I was, I was yeah. looking at the wrong one. Never mind. Yeah, no worries. Yeah, that's you thinking of a Vanguard complexity. Uh, that, yeah. yeah. Yeah, so they're... so we'll, we'll we'll get to that but like the russian play style is like nothing else like they just do fucking weird and wacky shit and i think a like heavily structured team coming up against that could have a could have a fucking tough time like i i almost feel that is like a ticking time bomb for nrg especially when they have to do so much better at this major this is what i think about nrg i feel like stanislaw like the, the they definitely needed more time but stanislaw mm. kind of takes up a big presence on a team like he's not he's not a bitch in game leader where he just kind of like does all the stuff no one wants to do. He kind of like lurks and like has plays decent spots on CT. So I'm interested to see if like he's gonna be more supportive on this mm -hmm. team because I don't know who else is gonna do it. Breeze and Ethan, Breeze is fucking insane. So you yeah. just leave him doing what he's been doing. I suppose Ethan could take more of a back seat with Tarek, but. I don't know. I think Stanislaw has to kind of commit to being like that Ingham leader that just kind of does stuff that no one wants to do. And if, if so, I think this team can be actually pretty insane. But I also think Sork needs to step up because he's been fairly inconsistent lately. And I think that's one yeah, of the that, biggest issues that, is, that, that is a, have. That is a solid observation. Like, I feel like Sirk's definitely lost a half step. 
Not like a Joe Biden half step. Dude, when he came in into NA originally, he was insane. It was oh, like yeah, yeah. like every game, just thirty and twelve. Just he was like simple over here. He was like the NA simple, but uh, I don't know. I, I feel like it might be confidence thing with him. He seems very emotional on his mm. performance. He's a pretty quiet guy, I have to say. I find a lot of that team is like that. They have a lot of quiet guys. That's actually why one angle, as much as like Daps obviously was not exactly a great fucking motivator in that sense, Stanislaw himself is not a super social guy. Like that's one area in their team I'm really looking to because I don't know where like the fire comes from in that squad. They have, like you say, I think they have mad talent. They have mad, mad skills mentally in that lineup. And in fact, actually, sadly, I think because Team Liquid's so nuts at the moment skill-wise, people are overlooking their NRG squad. They have mad amount of skill in that squad. So I'll tell you, those skill. guys are a lot more uh, a lot more social than you think, just because they're not out there so much. They no, I mean, like sometimes if you like, like they're the sort of people if you went up and talked to them at an after party, they'd still be like counting how many shoes they've got. <laughs> <laughs> maybe you just maybe you just have that effect on people. Listen, I'm offering weed and everything. That's a joke. Because <laughs> <laughs> Cirque is like. Cirque, like it's it's hard to get that kid to shut up. I'm gonna be honest <laughs> with right. you. It's hard to get that kid to shut up. Maybe he's talking shit when you're, when you're playing with him. Yeah, like when you're playing, he's he never shuts up in FPL. I swear to God. So are we all for NRG on that one? Yeah, yeah of course. Yeah. All right. Cool. G two versus Tyloo. Uh, again, this is this is a this has uh, upset potential written all over it. Yeah, Stupid. but uh, I kind of feel like it did. I, I don't I don't know man like fucking Tyloo they are a team that are impossible to get a read on like when they have a lineup that on paper is the strongest lineup they've ever had they disappoint prior to that they had a lineup where they were dragging fucking you know Captain Mo you know through matches and and almost they were, they were, you know or whatever yeah and like <laughs> fucking taking maps off like Navi and all this crazy shit so it's like where the fuck are we at with Tyloo they, Dude, they always play G two close though. If you ever, if you ever look, like they beat G two and like it'll be like six sure. and and G2 this is probably the weakest G two they've faced. Weird. So it's not it's not vintage G two, is it? Yeah, that's, yeah and, that's true. And Jax and Namanek. So I, I I really don't know on this one. This was another one as well where I was kind of like, you know, I I, I lean towards G two, but don't be surprised if this is like the grindy sixteen fourteen. Remember as well, on um, Inferno or something. G2, I think this is super fifty fifty. Remember G two fucking love Dust two. So there's, if it goes to Dust two already, you fucking increasing the variability there. So like I could absolutely see that being like the in initial upset of the tournament. You know. Now I'll, I'll say this completely without even like checking the numbers. I do seem to remember there was a period where Tyloo were dodging Dust two. What the mistake people were okay. making at the time, Tyloo like rose to prominence. Remember, I watched like all the Tyloo games, like some mad fucking Turbo Virgin, because I just really liked watching Tyloo. Um, and, and it was, it was, it was massively fanboying on him at the last uh, No Majors Club. But the, 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 the reality is like, people were just picking into their maps, which primarily were overpassing Inferno. And in the best of one situation, you don't play a Chinese team on Inferno. They fucking love that map. They play it all day long. Um, but there was definitely a period where I think apparently it, they now do play Dust Two. They they do now play yeah. it. Do they? Is that according to the chat? So I mean, that'll be. You're right. Then that definitely adds a variable there. But I can I could definitely see an Inferno game cropping up there. And I think if that happens, that definitely uh, you know I might even edge Tyloo by like one or two percent there. Like in fact, apparently games. the minor they even picked Dust Two against some teams. So wow, maybe they, maybe we can get to it. 
Um, they they dodge <laughs> they traditionally they used to dodge nuke, and again I haven't checked what they're doing with that. Oh, makes sense. The major, but they used to dodge nuke. But G two have been playing that right. They're, as far as I know, all the French teams like nuke now. Yeah. So it, it, it's an interesting map pool one. Like it, it super comes down to the veto, I think. There's definitely maps that Ty Lu can play them close, though, for sure. I'm going with Ty Lu. Attacker's going to attack them 13 12. <laughs> Easy. I like game. him. There you go. He's fucking. It's still summer. Yeah. <laughs> he's, doing, he's, doing, he's doing the broadcast trick, right? Exactly. Write down all the silly right, jokes relating to their names, <laughs> throw them all in. You know. Be in touch. Uh, no, be a tough one, but. <laughs> But yeah, well, so I mean, so who who's for Tyloo here? Well, the thing is, BN Tet, they would think that he they were just saying good head. He's going to give them good head. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Isn't that French? Bon Tet, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Bon yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, no, you're right. No, I'm going to no, go against my better judgment. Because really I speak French, I, I didn't even think of that. Okay, fair enough. Uh, I'm going I'm to go against uh, my, my, you know, fanboy stuff. And I think G2 edged this. But, but it's marginal. It's like a 16-13, 16-14 game. It really depends on the map for me, but mm -hmm. I think this is super 50-50. It really depends on what G2 shows up. Like, because like, if, if Kenny shows up, G2 can always win if Kenny shows up. And then for Ty Lu, it really just, it really just depends on the map. Uh, I'm, I'm going to go with Ty Lu, but uh, okay. I think it's really 50-50. Corey, you said Ty Lu, right? I said Ty Lu, man. Ty yeah. Lu's got this. 16-1. I'll just say, for the sake, of, like I actually think it's possible. So I'll say yes. Somehow, upset. There's the upset that Tyler wins somehow. All right. Okay. right. So North versus Ints. Um, for me, like this has to be a North game. Like I got my issues with North. We talked about it on the last episode, where I'm like, you know, I, I think AZ has to step up and become a star player again. Like Valde's doing everything in the team. Like you know. Um, uh, sorry, Kiebi brother's got to step up and be a star player again. You know, it's like Valde's doing everything. You've got AZ, who's like about as good as AZ's going to be. Gade is like just, you know, default human in, in FIFA. He's kind of like got, you know, 50, 50 or 60 stats. stats yeah, yeah. just basic stats for everything. So Looks he like he has a generic job. face as well. M meanwhile, meanwhile, Yugi stats are what you do to your mate when he's out the room and you there take you your star player yeah. and you drop him down to fucking 20s because Yugi is a fucking awful orper and is like basically he looks like a bit of a, a basket case as well in terms of like his nerves so north are not a great fucking team for me and i, and I think they're going to struggle but i think they've been given a layup here with ints like i i think first of all valde's going to be able to do a number kng he knows he's he's probably going to mibr so he's all the fucking way checked out yeah, but he might um, be playing like a madman, you know. I was like, gonna say, I think that's actually gonna play in their favor more. Yo, than but I think he signed the deal, whatever. So it don't matter whether he breaks a sweat or not, right? And then on top no, of that, no, that's what I mean. He might just go for crazy kills. Oh, right, I see. Like, yeah, selfish yeah. or something, you know? Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, you know, that could break down the structure. Plus, I, I, you know, I've always thought that, like, I, I, you know, I felt sorry for Yell in previous lineups and stuff, but I don't think he's that good. Um, and, and but does, does any, is anyone else just kind of pissed off that no one else just like took the calling role from Valdi? Because I feel like he's actually like a top oh, five player. Me. Like, like he was he was on the verge of like breaking into that like Zaiwu like like Nico area. Maybe not quite as good, but he was really close. He was very like, good on a bad team. He was he was easily a top ten player in the world at the time. Yeah, he he was get he was oh, getting yeah. right up there, and I was like, damn, this guy is like. Give him another year. Maybe he joins Astralis, like when they uh, when they start slumping or need to replace someone. But then now he's calling and like 
props to him. You know, he still plays well and everything, but sure. this team he's still top him. <laughs> they need him at his like maximum, like not thinking about calling and stuff. But yeah, anyways, I, 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 I agree with that. Him, I but... agree for sure. But I mean, like he's doing a good job, especially when you think about the players that you know he's got around him. Um, I really feel for him in, in a way because he's learning a trade himself, right? And he's got to somehow try and find it within himself as part of that job to be able to say, like, fucking Kirby, like, you know, you're a star player, dude, and you've got to play like one, you know? Well, on, honestly, if you think about it, he, it sets himself up almost perfectly to join Astralis in the future. You know, he becomes an in-game sure. leader. That increases your knowledge and teamwork, and, and it kind of, like, sh a lot of players, until they actually call for a team, they don't realize what it's really like to play for the team. Like, if you've always been a star player that's kind of been, like, gifted everything you want, calling him be, like, kind of an eye-opening, you know, unless you're calling kind of how Nico does, where you just base it around yourself but most people don't do that so i actually i don't know it's weird and i and i think i think eventually right what has to happen is because like astralis never getting back to number one right i'm on the i'm going on the record of saying that with There'll this be lineup another... yeah with this line i think i think that's not even that mad a call no i don't think they so are the moment. like they could remember one thing people always forget is sometimes you have eras like when astralis was number one where like number two and number three barely get to win tournaments like I know in the in the, in, a, in a more loose scene, no, number two wins a tournament, number five wins a tournament. No, if if Team Liquid really dominates now, or maybe Vitality eventually becomes the best, you might just never win if you're Astralis. So we're we're, we're going to see it get broke apart, and we're gonna we're, we're gonna see North get broke apart at some point. And you know, there's all this young talent coming through. Heroic, you've got fucking the uh, X Optic guys fucking out there, right? With MSL, like there's going to be a Danish shuffle of fucking seismic proportions. And I think I think there's a real potential for almost like two dream teams to come out of that. Plus, with with a whole raft of new talent, where I couldn't even tell you what the 2020 Danish dream teams are going to look like, or what would be a dream team then, because we have no idea like who's going to hit their potential, oh, who's sure. going to fall off. It, it, it it's going to well, the mean, Danish scene is like one of the most <laughs> interesting fucking scenes to me. Just like, look at the heroic team. You've got the blame F guy looks like a fucking stud. Yep. Stown's still a young guy coming up. Like yeah, in the in a year from now, not only could Astralis have like Valde, they might not even have him. They might skip him and go to the next big talent for you know. Yeah, I think totally. Astralis's issue is. Um... The fact that they just kind of all fell off individually a bit, like device included, you know, like they just mm. no one seems to be at that like level. You know, when they're just dominating, just looked easy. Like they were, they were hitting every easy shot back then. You know, like they weren't all known for you know one running around one shotting someone, but like they didn't ever miss easy kills. But lately, I've been watching them whiff. You know, like just you know they come in a B and someone just whiffs a spray and dies and like. I think if they put in a lot of time before the major and they grind and like their individual skills up, I still think they can win it. I just, I do think they have fallen off a bit though. And I'm not sure if they can come back to it, but I, I don't know. I, I feel like it is a lot to do with their skill and not so much like the tactic side of things. Yeah. I've heard taking an extended break can do that well, to you. Guys you. Oh. Just me. Yeah. We'll, we'll, we'll finish up the show. Well, do you want to give you, do you want to give you quick predictions down the list? Before I'll do you the go? quick ones then. Right. So yeah. I think Fury Hellraiser is actually a very interesting one because I personally think that Fury's biggest problem is they don't have that much individual skill, whereas Hellraiser mm -hmm. is just an absolute mess at the moment, even though in theory they have good players. So I guess in theory I say Fury, but I could absolutely see some ridiculous upset. Mouse probably beats Forza. Like I personally think they're a bit of onlineers at the moment. I want to see what they do against top teams on LAN. A Vanguard mm -hmm. complexity, I think it's a fucking hard one, actually. I maybe see a Vanguard gets that. Cole doesn't really have a proper in-game leader. James, James is going to fucking own them, dude. <laughs> 
He's going to bet. Saving every round. And then, uh, mate, I didn't say he's going to win. Just because he looks like Jesus doesn't mean he has to save every fucking time. And fucking hell, come on, man. So anyway, <laughs> anyway, whatever. And then I think crazy will beat Greyhound because fuck people from Australia. Right, that's me. Too. <laughs> All right, catch you later, Thanks. Dunk. See you later. All right, so yeah, Duncan's having to do another podcast, so we'll we'll wrap it up here. But um, I'll get I'll get your pr- predictions. We'll continue. So, who, which one of you guys are taking? Uh, anyone taking ints for this? Yeah, I'll take ints. You think ints? I think ints is going to win it. I'm going with North. Safe bet. Yeah, yeah I'm going to go with North for this as well. I think um, I think it, they're playing ints at the right time, and even though North are a bit of a fucking train wreck themselves right now. I think they'll they'll squeeze through that pretty comfortably. Uh, Furia versus Hellraisers. Uh, obviously, Furia, you know, emerged. They hit the top five. Everyone was talking about them being this like super exciting team, which they were with this unique play style, and no one had it figured out. And great individual performances, and then they go and sign a contract for five fucking years, which is the most insane thing I've ever heard of. Like a five year contract in esports is dumb as fuck, but whatever. Um, and then of course they they dropped off. Because people started preparing for them, looking at the demos, trying to figure out what they were doing so they could beat them. A little bit of dips in individual levels of performance. And now we're kind of like wondering whereabouts they are coming into this major. I think they've been given a gift here with Hellraisers. This Hellraisers team is like, I mean, just Hellraisers in general. It's basically just like, can Angel pull off yet another miracle with an international lineup of players that barely speak fucking any sort of common language together i feel like that that team relies this whole thing relies on oscar like he has to go back to his old level if he goes back to his old level they can do a lot of things (laughs) because he's like a mini simple when he's on on uh (laughs) on fire yeah no doubt like I also think this is the best Hellraisers lineup they've had in a while. Like as far as like the org goes, like well, Hellraisers for the past uh, how long? Nookian? Is that what you Nookie, Nookie and Nookie, Lowell? Issa, Lowell, Oscar, and Angel. That's a good lineup, man. Like the like like you said, it really depends on if Angel can bring them all together and get them playing as a unit. But if he does, that's a solid lineup of players. Like Lowell's super under the radar, but he had a he had a point in time maybe two or three years ago where Dude, he was like close sports, to breaking man. in. Yeah, he almost he, joined Optic when they when Mixwell was over there because yeah. you know that Spanish he, like when they were winning E League you know like I don't know if it was exact at that time but it was around that time period when they I, were one I of said, the best teams. I said last episode that uh, I feel I like I felt super sorry for him. He was just one of the guys who just got fucking caught between teams and roster moves, and it wasn't like he'd done anything bad. It wasn't like he was playing bad. It, it, it was, you know, because he burst into that team and everyone was like, hell, you know, what a find. And then he just dropped off a little bit and was kind of like still good. But then when that new lineup came in for Mouse Sports, it was like, yep, Lowell's out, see ya. And then it was just like, well, where does he go? And it turned out nowhere. So I'm I'm, gonna, I'm intrigued to see what he does. I, I think he's probably just been out of top level CS for just a little bit too long for me. Uh, and the other problem they've got, you know, is Issa was fucking unbelievable. Yeah, crazy good. Like, crazy good last year. And uh, he's not doing that at the moment for whatever reason in this current iteration of the team. He's still a good player, still got a lot of respect for him as a, as a pro. But, you know, th- there's some question marks. Like, is Lowell going to be able to roll back the years? I thought Nookie, again, he he's sort of similar in a way. Like, I didn't, I don't understand what he did to get cut from that old kind of, like, imperial lineup, whatever the fuck they're called now. They change their name every week, it seems. 
Yeah, crazy. That's crazy. crazy with the four. The, the uh, thing with the, with the Issa thing, and this happens to a lot of players who aren't very experienced. We were kind of talking about it earlier, but they're not very experienced, and then they get thrown into a, into a pro team, right? Now they're in a pro team, and they kill it early on. Like, they just absolutely kill it like Issa did. And then everybody tells them how great they are. And when you're inexperienced and you're not used to that, and all of a sudden it's like, oh, I'm so great. Oh, my God, I'm the best. It, it, a lot of people, if you don't have the right mentality, and it's not like I'm not saying it to talk shit either. Like it's that's a hard yeah. thing to do to get all that praise all of a sudden and have people tell you how good you are and you're killing it and your confidence is high and everything's good and your team's doing well and then and then and then, you, and then your team starts to lose and you start to fall off a bit. And now now instead of people telling you how good you are, you people saying, ah, oh, he's overrated. He's not he's not actually that good. You know, he, blah blah all this stuff. And now all of a sudden you don't know how to deal with it because you're not a, you, mm. you've never experienced this before. This is a whole new thing. And for, yeah. for a lot of players, that's really hard to recover from. And, it, and you have to have good teammates around you. You have to have good coaching staff, good family life. Like you have to have all these things to help like bring you back out of that. Because it's really hard for new players when you get thrown into, thrown into the deep end. And it's like, here, good luck. Do your best. And mm -hmm. nobody knows how to deal with that. So um, how, do, how do we feel in, in terms of this matchup? For me, I think Fury are just going to have a bit too much uh, you know, kind of raw firepower. Uh, for them, and and I and I think out of all of the game, you know, all of the teams they could have played, this is you know probably is about as good as they could have hoped. Honestly, I, I think this is a very good matchup for them, uh, especially given they're kind of doing their own unique thing in the meta. You know, I'm sure Angels going to have looked at them and prepared and broke down some you know some of their demos and stuff. But you know, a lot of the players on the Hellraisers team haven't been in the circuit for a bit because Hellraisers haven't been going to all these international lands. It's very different when you're actually playing them. It's one thing when you're watching a demo. So I got, I got Furia for this one. Yeah, I think so too. Yeah. I'm gonna take Furia as well. I just think they're too good right yeah. now. Unless like all of a sudden they've fallen off super hard because we haven't seen them in a little bit. But I think Furia is too good. Okay. Uh, Mouse Sports versus Forza. Like Duncan said, Forza have this reputation of being a little bit, you know onliners um i don't know how fair that is i mean they did i think didn't they make it to a fucking final of a copenhagen games or something so some like fucking you know tier three tier two lan um, i just don't see them being most or just i don't know so far of these three cis teams so far like between forza dream eaters and simon i recognize one player out of 15 and that's face crack <laughs> like yeah and i, I, don't, I feel no. i feel dream eaters kind of have the best the best chance uh, for, for me honestly uh but yeah going up against mouse sports i mean this is going to be a different mouse sports to, to what we've seen I, again i think it's hilarious I, I say this all the time i've seen mouse sports fans like saying oh you know fucking this, this team's actually disappointing me you know we're winning these series where we're coming through and we're only we're winning 2-1 and the 16-14s and 19-17s in there and i was like that's fucking brilliant. What are you talking about, you fucking idiots? Like, that's exactly, you know, that shows mental fortitude out of these young players already. And now they've had time to go away and prep for the fucking major. I, I, think, I think it's great that the nature in which they qualified to even be at the major is, is exciting to me because it shows that these young players are going to team like, Frozen, this is his, the start of his pro career. Rops is still fucking, you know, what? how has he been playing? Like, what, three years? In a, in a real team, like this, this is this is crazy. So I I, I love this mouse sports team, and and I think they've come like so far in such a short period of time. And I think they're gonna they're gonna relish the opportunity to basically take on one of the weaker teams in the field, and they're gonna start out strong and kind of put down a statement of intent. Yeah, I think so too. They're they're my top eight dark horse. 
like I'm not saying for sure they're going to make top eight, but they're they're my dark horse. They're teams that maybe you wouldn't predict to go top eight. I think they will. I think I think they'll make it. Corey. Yeah, I'm going to go with Meta Sports. Yeah. Just I don't know. I just can't see them losing. I just really I look at it and I'm just like they'd have to really choke, like let the pressure get to them. Mm. Uh, okay, so then we have a Vanguard versus Complexity. I'm going to completely disagree with my esteemed colleague Thorin here. Uh, I don't think a Vanguard have a chance. I, I, I think there's something off with this Vanguard lineup right now. Um, I'm like you. I, I was preaching the evangelical about Jame, uh, you know, probably at the start of this year when, when there was rumors about him going to Na'Vi. I was like, there's a guy that could potentially go in. I know he's like a fucking orper, but why not, right? Like, he can do a bit of everything. Um, certainly, uh, Boomich was not one of the names, put it that way. Um, when we were talking about Gambit maybe fixing their team, he was another guy that I was like, you know, because I, I think uh, Quicket's been playing super well in that team as well. But since they've brought Adrenin, you know, I've looked at some of their games, looked at some of their results. They don't feel like the same Avangar that had the upset potential. Meanwhile, low-key, this complexity team, I think they're going to fucking blow him away. I, I think this Oboe kid, is he's ready to fucking tee off. Like, this guy's going to go huge. The only thing I don't like about this complexity team is the fact Ricky's still playing. And I think they'll <laughs> remedy that after the mage. I think I think Ricky is a player that, like, uh, you know, I hate to do it to him. He's a nice guy by all accounts. I mean, I, I don't can't remember if we've ever met in person, um, which would, you know, if if we did and it didn't leave an impression, that would pretty much sum up his playing career as well for me. He's like just a fucking... <laughs> average fucking guy at everything he does um and i don't think he can hang at top level counter-strike i think he i think he's really really poor um meanwhile though i think this oboe kid is the fucking secret weapon for them i think he's gonna go absolutely fucking nuclear at this major and i think um i think complexity are gonna squeeze past the vanga well See, I, I, don't... Agree. I think uh, i think avangar is gonna take this because i feel like oboe is very aggressive and guess what james is gonna be waiting He's gonna be waiting. <laughs> he's gonna kill him, and Oba's gonna get triggered. And he's he's gonna be like, "Why the fuck is that guy still holding the flank with an op?" And he's gonna tilt, and James is gonna win. There's a minute and ten seconds left in the round. Why is he saving? <laughs> he's already he's still in spawn. What is he doing? Yeah, he but does. Yeah, no, I actually think I've mind warfare. One. He does do yeah. that, and I, I do like. I think for me, honestly, the most. The most disappointing thing about complexity for me, and hopefully their boot camp is helping out, but mm. for me, I think Sick is the most disappointing thing in complexity for me. He's been underperforming since he joined the team. He's been well, not, not not like on Misfits, he was good. Like, but since he's joined complexity, he, I've been, he's been I've been hearing I've been hearing that Sick Sick's gonna break out and go crazy and yeah, be a top player in NA for like four fucking years. Like, I know, you know I, I know. Mean? But he was good so, on Misfits, like, and. Uh, and he sort of a little bit less on rogue, and then like a little bit le like complexity now too. It's just like been slowly going down. I don't know what it is. I know he has it. He used to play all the time. Like I don't. I don't know if he still plays all the time. He definitely doesn't play FPL. But yeah, I don't know. I, he he's been the most disappointing thing for me because Shaz has always been consistent. Like in, as far as putting up numbers goes, like people can like him, people can hate him, whatever. He's been consistent as putting up numbers. Like he he no matter what, when a tournament's over, he always has good enough numbers. Um, he hasn't been like in some of the games I watched. He's not been opping though. Has Rick been opping? Like I definitely saw uh, in in some of the games. It might have been at the face it once at ECS. I'm pretty sure I saw fucking uh, like Rick. Ricky picking up the op again. Yeah, and I don't I like that. At, I don't like that at all. 
for, for all the reasons that I just listed. Like yeah. Shazam on his day is fucking. He'll win I, I'll give game. I'll give Rick more credit for as an opera than uh, than you will, I think. But I played with him and I, I've seen he's really good actually. But I know he hasn't really shown it on complexity. To be fair, mm. but to be fair, their whole team sort of hasn't. Like uh, I I don't I don't know I don't know I think I think Avangar is gonna beat them. I think it's gonna maybe knock the wind out of them a bit. And I think if Oboe doesn't pop off, it's gonna be really hard for him at his first major. I think. Interesting. Yeah, I, I, I got, I got, a, lot, I got a lot of faith in the like kid. I, I, you know, I, I'm kind of the opposite of Corey. I, I think he's shown a lot of maturity um, since basically coming in. Uh, I in, never in said anything team. bad. I said he's aggressive. No, no, no. James no, 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 no. Yeah, but you said he would <laughs> tilt. You said he would tilt. Uh, sure. Uh, so I don't... Anyone I don't... would tilt, though. <laughs> oh, yeah, true. James, James, <laughs> yeah. Spot. yeah, you're absolutely right. Uh, it'll test him. But no, I, I, I got faith uh, in, in the kid and that he's going to be able to be that like little bit of an X factor complexity you're going to need. Now, obviously, I'm not saying I think he's like... definitely an X factor. I just don't I, I don't think it's good. I don't think they can put their put their faith in him like or like behind him, like put the team. Behind I, do think, him. I do think, Obo is I think good. it's too soon for that. I think he's good, too. I just think it's too soon to put to put your team behind a 16 year old and be like, all right, I hope you win us this one. Like they like they have, they have to rely on the more experienced players to step up hmm. it's it's too much pressure to put on him man it's too much pressure it's like well if oboe pops off we can win this it's like the 16 year old with one month of professional experience <laughs> fucking how, how about strange no? things about, happen like how about sick how about ricky how about death how about shazam like you got years of experience there like how about those guys step up and let's take the pressure a bit I, away i from remember oboe being here. told you know sergey was an onliner rops was a cheater like Real talk. I think. I think. Uh, I think this is Oboe's time to shine. I, I. I got faith, but I'm the only one going for complexity. It seems you two have got a yep. guy, right? Duncan yep. got it. Too. All right. Well, you guys in Twitch <laughs> chat, keep a note of this. What are you fucking? What are you laughing about, Sam? You outraged? I'm bastard. just running no. the simulation, mate. It's fine. Oh yeah. Okay. Yeah, I have noticed. Oh yeah, <laughs> we've actually got a gif of Duncan. Like, looks like he's doing fucking. He's just had a fucking line. He's just what he's in. Look, right, easy right, hey, Cheers. Cheers. Yeah, easy back. Easy, yeah, good, yeah. good job, mate. Is if is if you've actually been setting this up, mate. Is this because the No Majors Club got fucked, didn't it? Because we were gonna have, you were gonna have the fucking boys. You're gonna have Mo Moses, Anders, Duncan, me, you. So it's like brilliant. Like, don't then, worry, Rich. I'll be there. No, but this is what I mean, right? So it's like imagine, imagine adding you guys into that, right? The biggest advantage crew, the fucking, you know. By the numbers crew, all doing no majors club together, and then like just a fucking like five days out or something. Yeah, you won't be doing that, mate. <laughs> you, 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 won't be, you won't be doing any of that. Starland has got different ideas. All them plans that you were doing, God. you know, maybe going and doing something with scoots. And, yeah, go fuck yourself. So I've had to completely like re. I've had to completely rechange everything, and and yeah, basically Sam's been working on. Let's have a virtual foreign in the fucking. <laughs> I've built my own, mate. We've just built a Duncan. We've just built a Duncan. Like, look at him. See, look at the last. He's reacting. He's reacting. I know, man. It's ridiculous how mentally ill you are. Look, <laughs> right, anyway, like, as if you've just sat down there quiet as fuck while we're talking about CS, and you've just built a virtual foreign. Like, I can't deal with it, mate. Right, anyway, let's let's do this last game. Um, again, th thanks, by the way, guys, for being super generous with your time. I appreciate yeah, it. Yeah, no problem. Um, this long, uh, but... Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, dude. Uh, <laughs> crazy. He hasn't eaten in uh, years. Yeah, I know, right? Cra crazy versus Greyhound. Um, I've got crazy for this.
Yeah, I, agree. Um, I mean, I can't see it. Like, Crazy's been so good lately. Like, I, I actually get impressed when I watch them. They seem to, like, they have so many different people on their team that can make plays. Like, it, it just seems like they, they're not afraid to make plays. You know, they're not like a team that's kind of, like, just sitting around, like, afraid. You know, like, oh, my, I can't die here. They'll just go. But, like, people do stuff off of it. Yeah, I was about to say, uh, it doesn't seem random, though. Like, it's not just yeah. like, oh, I'm going, I hope this works. It's like they're actually like when when they when they have a whole bunch of playmakers on their team, and when one guy does it, it's not like they all just go full I- idiot. We'll say <laughs> because yeah. like the other the other players actually like play around it. Like just I don't know if it's like really good comms or just smart players, but they actually play really good reactive CS. Like it's really yeah. fun to watch. Mm. Uh, yeah, I, I, like I say, I, I look, I think Ground were even lucky to get to this major because so much happened in like the Chinese scene just in Asian CS in general, basically like what should have happened is we should have had two good Chinese teams. And then it's just like, we never need to even fucking know the name of Greyhound again. Only one um, Chinese team's allowed to win rich. You know that. Yeah. Right. You know how it works um, over there. Yeah. So, you know, now we, we've got to sort of suffer through this and, and suffer through Dick Stacy trying to slip in fucking some outrageous, oh, suck his dick, mate. Yeah, fucking brilliant. Yeah, great. Love to hear that in post-game interviews. That's not, that's not problem. Did he say that? Uh, yeah, yeah, because Malta like, carried them through, so he said that at the minor, basically. Oh, he's brilliant. I'll suck his dick tonight. And I think I think because you've got an Australian accent, you know, you can sort of kind of style it out. Course, if anyone that, else that's true. Do. The Australian accents do get away with a lot. Yeah, oh, yeah honestly, sure. they can say "cunt" is fine. The only people, yeah. like you know, it but... also just sounds right. The Irish and 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 certain, yeah, and and people from the north, I think, in Britain, yeah. they get away with it too. But yeah, I'm, I'm I'm for crazy. I don't think there's much really to talk about with, with Greyhound. I think uh, they'll be, you know, they're there. They get to sell the stickers. Congrats, like, but um, they're probably going to go zero and three. So, uh, so the final question about the major is who's winning it? Yeah, that's what I was gonna say. I think we all think Liquid's gonna win. I'd be surprised if anybody said anything else. I'm going with Astralis, boys. Are you? Yeah. You think Astralis really? is gonna beat him? Meet me in hell. <laughs> <laughs> okay, uh, it's it. a, it, it's it's a tough one because I never like backing the favorites going into the majors because I know it's, only it's like a handful so of times that the favorite actually does it. And we thought Liquid could do it last time. And then they got yep. wrecked by ends. I mean, they should have at least been in the final. Yeah. They shit the bed hard in Inferno. I like I kind of feel sure they're a very different team right now. They're super confident. They got that like swagger about them. They clearly don't give a fuck anymore. Um, like any any chance of them like choking or having mental problems kinda seems to to not be there, but then I always think it could creep back in. But it's a major it's, though. You know, I guess. Yeah. yeah, exactly. Different stakes, right? So I, I don't I don't know. Why 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 Astralis? Why not Vitality? Why not Navi? I just think Astralis mostly because I feel like their individual skill drop was the reason they were losing, not anything else part of their team. And they seem to tilt a little bit, little bit more. They have psychologists, they have a really good coach. All they really have to do is like spend more time scrimming, DMing and playing FPL and stuff. If they get their skill back up, I see no reason why they don't win. They're like liquid, but more refined, you know? Mm. So I know liquid has more firepower, but you know, everyone would, I think would agree that Astralis does have better utility usage. Uh, strats. They did. I, I looked. I don't think numbers. that's a given anymore though. Yeah. I don't it's, think it's, it's a actually given kind of died still, off. Liquid still plays more on the fringes of like taking risks though. You know what I mean? Like mm. Stewie does more crazy stuff. 
Um, I mean, I guess Twist and Naf don't really do much of anything. They just kind of sit. But um, I don't I know. Think that's I, just I, Liquid playing to their strengths, though. I don't. See, I don't. I think that's just. I'm because... not saying it's stupid or anything. I just more mean like you get you put it like a well-oiled Astralis out, and it's like a wall on CT. It's like really hard to like penetrate the sites. They, mm -hmm. they don't really give you much room. That's just that's just my opinion. We'll we'll see we'll see if I'm right or not. I'll yeah. probably be wrong. It's fine. <laughs> I just think it's going to be too hard for Astralis to come like to come back in and just take it, just take over from Liquid now. Like I think it, I think Liquid. This is if this Liquid doesn't, if they don't win this major. What I hate about it too is if they don't win this major, there's going to be idiots that oh, say, "Oh, see, like, it, see, yeah, never, told you, yeah, they were no, never no. actually oh, that good." Like I wasn't it's just thinking about no. Yeah, I know it's gonna. It's uh, just the dumbest. Like, like if they get if they if they get the semifinals and then lose to like Vitality or insert any team there's gonna be like see i told you they it, this isn't this isn't their era i told you they're not yeah. actually that good like it's just like oh my god like please yeah, stop I, I, you guys I, are I so fucking stupid i can't deal with that as a prospect honestly that would fucking kill me <laughs> so um, i need them I, to win the major i need it yeah i, I always keep thinking so at, at what point are navi gonna gonna actually win a major for simple <laughs> Yo, I was talking to somebody the other day. Like about it, it has to happen at some point, right? Yeah. I think if they, I think if they don't even, uh, I think if they make the finals and lose again, which is a you know distinct possibility, um, I, I, I think that that's when we tie Zeus off finally. <laughs> Look, I think I think Navi's making the semis of this major, and that's like yeah. controversial. So not necessarily controversial, but like people are like, really, like they look so bad. Like it's just simple carrying. It's like sure, maybe, but I just think that they're going to come into this event so prepared. And like a Navi team coming in so prepared is a little bit different because every team's going to come in prepared. But if Navi comes in prepared and you make all those other players around simple, even just step up 5% <laughs> and you still have simple, that'll be enough to take you into a semifinal. But people got to realize though that Nico's been fucking owning people lately. Like yeah. this last <laughs> month, dude, he's been grinding. I've been watching people's streams and stuff on and off. This dude's like 30 and 10, just like one digging people with the swiftness. like. He's back. Like not that he was gone, but like he's back to that like prime Nico level, like the scary one where you're like, is simple better than Nico? He's there, I think. So I would love for FaZe. Like the only team I will accept winning this major instead of Liquid is FaZe, because then Neo can win the major and like finally retire and just be Dude. and just be Yo, done. Day before like oh, for real. A, on, callous, a calloused hand job from me. Yeah. <laughs> that's the team i will accept winning like if if phase wins i'll be like you know what let's find that liquid didn't like, like there's just no way i mean like nico I know, can grind all he fucking wants he's still got to play with fucking neo's washed up ass and fucking you know guardian is like still really really good and still a top orper but like just he's not taking over games like he used to and question marks about all of so like i feel it's just too much to do like you know, it, it's not as bad as when like Nico had to carry when he was in Mouse Sports with Dennis and Spitty, but you know, it's it's another personal hell. Uh, it, and you know, I, I I can't see Faze doing anything at this major. <sighs> yeah. But... Right. I'll I'll let you guys bounce. I know Corey's right. got to get his meal time in, um, <laughs> and Davey's obviously got to do Canadian things. Um, <laughs> Corey Whatever also has is. to do Canadian. Yeah, I'll get the MP again. So um, yeah, I just did all the Canadian things. I was in fucking Steinbeck. 
So what we'll yeah, do is, beca because we had uh, viewer questions from the patrons, we'll do a holdover, and we will do a special double-up show, because obviously Duncan's not here to, to answer them, guys. So, um, But yeah, what just be mean? for... He's right there. Stop. Stop, <laughs> oh, oh yeah, sorry, my bad. My bad. Yeah, I mean, me and Duncan, we're gonna just make a special question. My favorite is so. all the people in the chat that aren't trolling, <laughs> saying Duncan's <laughs> muted. Like, I know, and then right? people who are here, so yeah, it's just stop. The bottom yeah. feed um, is in Twitch. Unmute him. So, so just just before I wrap up the show, guys, uh, what what are your plans? What are you gonna be doing? Peak's advantage. What's happening? Rep it. Plug it. Say. Yeah, we're going to be doing uh, weekly podcasts again. Uh, it's not going to be the old crew, though, because everybody's busy and having four hosts was too much to try to organize. Trying mm -hmm. to get four people to sit down for three hours plus a guest every week was impossible. No matter how much, no matter how much we tried, it was just impossible. So uh, we're going to have weekly podcasts as well as content at least three times a week. Probably Monday, Wednesday, Friday is the schedule that I'm looking at right now. And um, yeah, just go. everybody who's interested in CS content, go follow. Go follow it, mm -hmm. subscribe, do whatever. Uh, you'll. I don't. I don't think you'll regret it. Anyways, I mean, you might, but uh, you can just yeah, subscribe we'll if you do. Be probably converting it to vanilla WoW, uh, most likely. Comes out in at five least a little days. bit. Um, right, is it five days? Probably more. So yeah. All right. Well, look again. Uh, obviously, appreciate you guys coming on. Uh, I'm sure I'll see you at some point during the No Majors Club, uh, which we're going to start. Uh, I have no idea who's going to be joining us yet. So there's a few. I'll be around. I'll, I'll be watching every game. I'll been be reaching I'll be, out. I'll be doing to... content all around the major. So awesome. I, you know, reached out to like Steel and and um, you know Fifth Lauren uh, might might swing by as well. So you know, we're gonna. I'm gonna try and focus on getting like oh, pros yeah, or like pros. drama. Yeah, and of course, I mean, just sit there and talk about the, the nip drama as well. Uh, right, so um, shout out to uh, obviously the sponsors we said at the start of the show. Uh, it's been, um, you know, great having them on board. Uh, and of course, a shout out to all our patrons. Uh, the, that is $100 patrons, Jerky's Minion, Delph Insomniac, Recovicon Steam, and our $50 patrons, Benakagi Assassin, Foot Pounder 420, Carve, Daniel Sellers, Esky, Madsen, Marcus Kiumpa, Mike Feedme, Saad Sawar, TC Owens, and Tobias Bernasconi. That was by the numbers from all of us. And uh, super, go and follow the Peakers Advantage guys. Make sure you support them. Uh, take care, and we'll probably see you over the major. Until then, peace.